Hey, what's up, dudes? This is Johnny Bean. Saturday night is Stradaday Night Live here on Johnny Bean TV, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's July 8th, 2023. It's 11.08 p.m. Eastern, 8.08 Pacific. And we're giving away a heyday Bluetooth-enabled wireless speaker tonight. So all you got to do is participate in the chat. Say something to your neighbor, press a number, uh, ask us questions, comments, whatever. And uh, in a couple hours, we will give uh, this away. So, yeah. All right. Hey, the Discord is telling me that we're live. Right on, you guys. All right. Here we go. Is that applause too cheesy? Yo! What's up? Dudes, it's what it's been a couple weeks, right? Dose, dose, yes, because yeah, I was out of town last week, um, and uh, dang it, I forgot. I I um I have so much footage uh, on my phone that I had filmed down in Hollywood that I was going to upload, and maybe we can do some of that in a little bit. Um, but welcome, you guys. This is Strategy Night. We talk. Well, we can pretty much talk anything. But as, as you can see, everybody has guitars. Musical instruments, so we like to talk uh, music, rock guitar, we love Van Halen. So uh, smash that thumbs up, smash that subscribe button, and again, we're giving away a heyday wireless speaker tonight, right? Uh, So uh, again, participate in the chat, that's all you gotta do. Talk to your neighbor, ask us questions, comments, press numbers, uh emojis whatever you want to do and that'll get you entered into the uh into the giveaway now i i actually i have it right here so let me let me show you guys it looks like this and it's a just a little wireless speaker this is the heyday artist design series very whoops <laughs> very cool there you go throw it down <laughs> i caught it there we go <laughs> Hi, Mike anyway, Olson. <laughs> Mike Olson, what's up? We're giving this away tonight. So again, you got to be subscribed to the channel. Okay, you have to be subscribed. Speaking of that, we are very close. We are very, very close to 10,200 subscribers. We're only about 50 away. So let's see if we can get to 10,200 YouTube subscribers tonight. But uh, let's say hello to the channel members here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. Channel membership. It's a way you can help support the channel and support these shows. The top tier. Wow. Thanks for all those emojis. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Look, look at look at that. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at that. You got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm going to leave that up. 
the top tier of channel members. They get their names read at the top of every uh, talk show, which is what this is. And the top tier is currently CC, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Lads, Sherman Callahan, 40 Grit, John Moronic, Majestic PB and J Cat, Guitar Man 45, Janice Lala, R Habs, Warlag, Patty Dill, and Fairfield Guitar Co. Those are the executive producers, the top of the world members here on Johnny Bean TV. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button. It's somewhere on the screen here on YouTube. They keep kind of moving it around, so I'm not sure where it is right now, but click on that. Uh, a quick little video will play telling you all about the benefits of being a channel member, like uh, exclusive content, getting your name in green like Mike Olson, like Janice Lala. I see you guys. You guys stick out in the chat because your channel members uh, exclusive emojis, uh, all kinds of cool stuff, uh, and that's the way you can help support the channel and support these shows. But another way you can help support is with Super Chats. So if you look behind me here, you'll see what's called the Guitar Moir, and it changes uh, my lights. Oops, that's still showing. Here, <laughs> 10,200 soon. Okay. Right here, this is the Guitar Moir. These lights magically change with any any Super Chats, which is basically support for the channel for these shows. Uh, and uh, you, get, you get, what do you get? You get your comment uh, pinned to the top of the chat, wherever that is. Uh, uh, Twitter, <laughs> what? Twitter gives you a, <laughs> a shout out. It's awesomeness. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So we got that. Uh, we're currently live on Facebook, uh, Johnny Bean uh, page and Johnny Bean TV. Uh, I'm actually kind of rethinking the the, the multi-stream thing. So I don't I don't know how much longer I'll be multi-streaming. It might be an exclusive YouTube show. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure some things out. Currently, though, we're on Facebook, where you can help uh, support the show with Facebook stars. Uh, and, uh, like I said, we're, we're currently, we're live in the exclusively Van Halen group at 62,000 members, EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, Johnny Bean TV group. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to rework the multi-streaming thing. I don't know. I got, I got to figure that out. I've, I've got, uh, technical things I'm, I'm trying to, trying to work on, but, um, so far we're live, um, everywhere. Yeah. So, dudes, dudes, I missed you guys. I was gone last week. I didn't see you guys. I was uh, watching. Oh, my gosh. Ron, uh, 40 Grit was, was watching. Right on, man. I was watching. Ron Gunner was watching. Yeah, my adventures in Hollywood, riding the, the, the scooters yeah. around. I like the camera um, going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are dangerous, man. I don't know if any of you guys have tried riding one of those things, but um, they, they're pretty dangerous, although they're, they are pretty awesome. Like, if you need to get from, from point A to point B and you don't have a car, all you do, you just download the app, you scan it on your phone, and, and you're off. And it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. How, it was a great way to, to get around. Uh, I think the top speed was like 20. So, 
I don't know. That seems, I don't know if that seems slow, but it's pretty fast. If you're, if you're standing on a, on a, you know, skateboard type of thing, whatever. So, so they're very cool. Uh, Cheech in the chat. I, we, I see, I see you guys. Uh, I do see that. Uh, did I get to Norm's rare guitars? I did not. Yeah. That's always a must stop for me. Uh, Next, I think the next time uh, we're down there, probably, probably Nam show time, probably in January, because I'll be down there with Music Therapy Laz, and he'll want to go by there. So, and and uh, he'll probably have a car, too. So it'll probably be easier to get there because okay, Cheech. The reason I didn't go was because, um, well, I, there just wasn't enough time. I mean, there were, I I had a whole list of stuff to do. I only got to a, a few things. Um, I did some things you guys, you know, that I didn't stream. You know, I met with some friends and stuff, which I didn't stream, you know, on the channel. Um, but I think uh, I'll be going to L.A. more often and and uh, especially with the NAM show coming up and other other events type of things. It'll be easier to get to to some of those places, you know, like mm. like uh, like that place. Yeah. So my favorite part was when the guy cut in front of you at Starbucks and you called him out. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that, man. I was stand. I was standing there in line. A guy walks and stands right in front of me like he's cutting me off. Well, people don't care anymore. That's that's the problem. And then you got to you have to call them out <laughs> because if you don't call them out, it'll just continue. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Beverly Hills, although I don't think he was from there. He didn't seem like he, he didn't seem like he would actually live there. I mean, I didn't. I was wearing a backpack. I was afraid I couldn't use a bathroom anywhere because I looked homeless. You know, yeah. they wouldn't let me in anywhere. So, but you guys didn't see. Once I wrapped that, and if you guys didn't see that, check that out. Uh, there'll be a card right above here, right above uh, Ron Gunner there. Uh, of of. Uh, Yes, yes, of, of basically walking in Beverly Hills trying to get to the, 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 the big Beverly Hills sign. That's what I was doing. And, um, uh, but yeah, once I hit, you know, end on that video, I called an Uber, and the Uber took me all the way back to where I started, and then I was able to make a pit stop in there. And then basically I called another Uber and took me to the airport, and I just left, you know. Yo, but, Dwight Bailey. But, Dwight Bailey, what's up? But something that's cool that I didn't, you know, film or whatever, which I don't know. I'll just tell you guys because it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, when I took the uh, the Uber back to the airport, for some reason, it took me up into the hills, which normally it wouldn't have done that. But for some reason, it did. And the lady's driving me. And I'm like, wait a minute. We, we actually I think we passed Eddie Van Halen's house. Yeah. In the hills. You know, yeah. you know, you go up, uh, uh, Cold Water Canyon. yeah, that's where we were. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it was, it was very strange. And I didn't say anything to the, to the lady. And I, yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of weird that, that it would take us over here, but maybe she uh, knew yeah. who you were. I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you, you, your name's out there quite a bit. Make mm -hmm. some people mad. <laughs> 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 yeah i know yeah i mean whatever but 
So it was pretty strange. It was pretty strange, you know, and being like, man, yeah, that's anyway. Yeah. So that was cool. Well, it was weird being off last week. Uh, I, I worked, so I went ahead and closed, but I was watching, you know, I was trying to keep up with what you were doing and work at the same time. And then, uh, we started, we started deep conversation immediately tonight in the green room. So I didn't get to say a chance to say hello to Ron, Ron, how you doing, pal? And then I see uh, a bunch 40? of stuff doing in it. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in your that house of yours. I'm I'm looking, uh, and then hey, Robbie, what's up? What's up, Cheech? <laughs> what is? Go back to Ron, please. I can't see. I'm what? old. Robbie's so, sleeping. Is this the basement <laughs> still, Ron, or is this somewhere else? Yeah, this it's it's my uh, it's the I don't know what you want to call it. Are you in front of a red orange screen? Oh, it's like what? in front of a green screen that's like orange. I know. No, I'm not. Seriously, it's like here's there's the guitar, and I know it looks like it from the headphones. I was just noticing that myself. I thought, wow, it looks like a green screen up there, but it's not. Uh huh. Mm. Why is it so red in there? Well, it's the the cameras picking it up. They're actually amber color, but with the natural. I mean, it's got the natural palette wood everywhere, and it's just kind of turn it. Cameras turning it to like an orange. So. That and it's probably three hundred degrees down here. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! No, actually, it's uh, sixty-seven. Well, it's one hundred and seventeen nice. out here. So, <laughs> oh my! God. you look like you're in hell. Uh, oh Crazy. my god! When it's one hundred and seventeen, you're in hell. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, what is it here? here? Oh, and hello to everybody in the chat. Everybody's saying hello to everybody. So. Hello to everybody that said hello to myself and hello to the people that didn't say hello to me. Thanks for coming. Peace, yes. everybody. Hello to everybody. It's right, currently 60 over. degrees here in Santa Cruz. Oh, boy. Hey, man, uh, Andrew, man. Good statement. Quit trying to be like Eddie and be yourself. I support you on that one. Mm-hmm. My own personal <laughs> opinion, of course. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's cool. It's cool to 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 you know to play those those uh, those licks and to play those guitars. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. You know, um, as Ron talks from Dante's Inferno. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, I could I could do that, or I could make I it sound, make it sound like, like an alien. An Oh my gosh. Let's see. Who do we have here? We got MPN. MPN is here. Good to see you. MPN, when are we going to see you again, man? We haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Dwight Bailey yeah. is here. Let's see. Mike Olson is here. Cheech is here. Lewis. Where's Chong? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Ryan we Fraley have- is here. Ryan. Ryan, you were the winner last night of the guitar strings, right? Was that you? I hope it was. <laughs> anyway, if it was, I think it was. Um, the strings are sitting right there, and I'll be shipping them out uh, first thing Monday. And, and speaking of giveaways, again, we're giving away this uh, Heyday wireless speaker, Bluetooth enabled. So all you got to do is participate in the chat. It would Just have been great talked. if you dropped that again. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's in the box. It's brand new. Unopened. Uh, so yeah, we're giving this away tonight, later on tonight. So participate in the chat. 
Um, speaking of giveaways, uh, let's let's mention this, I guess, too. Uh, Tuesdays, you guys know, uh, we do a show called Exclusively Van Halen. We talk all things Van Halen. I call it OU81 Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And this Tuesday, uh, I'm giving away a copy of the Life magazine. It's the all Van Halen issue. Uh, they, they, I think they came out uh, a couple years ago. And they've recently been reissued. So I grabbed a few copies of those and we'll be giving uh, those away starting this Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on exclusively Van Halen, the EVH show. So if you, if you want to win a copy of, uh, of that, tune in. Uh, and uh, really quickly, uh, also, tomorrow night is the Guitar ASMR show, and I'll be featuring Sonic Cake Pedals. You guys, uh, I did a video, I, I did a, a live video, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago with these pedals, and I'll be doing another one uh, tomorrow. Olympia Eastern, 8 Pacific, right here on Johnny Bean TV, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'll be featuring the Sonic Cake Pedals, such as the Levitate, which is a delay, the tone group, which is an EQ, and the warped dimension, which is a, a modulation, a chorus, flanger, phaser, and tremolo. And uh, I may be giving the pedals away, too, on a future Sunday night episode. So make sure you smash that subscribe button. Get us to 10,200. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, we we get we do a lot of stuff here. We do a lot of giveaways, a lot of cool things. Well, I want to say uh, hey to S. McMillan out there, and I've got to give Janice Lala a shout-out. She sent me some lyrics that she wrote like 30 years ago. It's a song called Industrial Town, which I'm going to turn into a metal piece and hopefully get Danny to play drums with me too, hopefully next week. Yeah, that's so, awesome. right on. She's getting uh, lyrical credit for that when it comes out. And I'll probably send it to Hippie, too. So. Uh-huh. Cool. So Thanks, Janice. You rock, Janice. Janice. Yeah, Janice rocks. Janice the intern? Of course. Let's see. Um, oh, that's cool. You you guys know I I just got a notification. Do you guys know the band America? Yeah, right. yeah. Horse with no the... name and yeah, sister golden hair. Yeah, yeah. The bass player in the band America is a, a Facebook friend of mine. I just got a notification from them on my phone. Um, but uh, I brought I bring this up because one of the notifications. Um, have you guys heard about the brand new social media pr- platform called Threads? Yeah, you were talking about it. it's an Instagram version of uh, Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, it's next to Facebook. It's it's one of the largest growing platforms there is. Like it just debuted like a few days ago. It's already like like surpassed all pretty much every other platform there is as far as growth. So if you guys if you have an Instagram account, you can automatically. Uh, you automatically have a Threads account. You just have to activate it, and it's it's a pretty cool place. It's 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 pretty Ryan. awesome. I've 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 been over there uh, posting you know pictures of Ned, of course, which I've been calling Ned Threads. 
Hey, I gotta, I gotta say, hey, yeah, Dana, and what's happening, Ryan Hall? Yeah, Ryan. What's Hall's up, dude? Here. Yo. Someone else, Tim Thomas. <laughs> Lewis. I see you guys. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you guys are on Instagram, you can automatically make an account for Threads, and it, it really is. It's 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 becoming one of the largest, fastest growing platforms there is. So if you're not on there, you should get on there. Is is all I'm saying. Anyway, anyway, the bass player from from America just uh, accepted me on there, and we're, oh, we're cool. connected. We're connected through connected through Facebook. That's why I brought the whole thing up. That's how I I, I thought of that. But, um, uh, yeah. That's one of those bands I would love to I would love to go and see. That every once in a while they're like playing like the like the fairgrounds, you, you know, like like pretty close or whatever. Thanks, Michael. Um, they uh, one of my favorite bands. You know, they they got some great songs. Here, to prove that, this isn't that. a green screen, see. That. <laughs> Patty's That's crazy, in the chat. The Patty's in the chat. Patty's in the chat. Hey, Patty. Yeah, Patty was in my chat earlier when I was live on Twitch doing some GTA. Shout out to uh, Zim's. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw Zim's Facebook post today, but uh, Sean yeah. McNabb from Lynch Mob was in the store, which is, I wish I would have been there because that guy's that, that guy's a beast, man. That guy's that guy's great. Mm -hmm. He was a bass player for Lynch Bob. He's out. Uh, uh, Dane had pictures of him hanging out today. That that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I've I've got he him did. on TikTok. Dane, what was that, Ron? Short of him, Dane posted posted a short of him playing an acoustic bass. Oh, mm. cool! Yeah, it's like like twenty seconds or thirty seconds long. Mm. Mm -hmm. So what what yeah, was he doing? Why was he in town? Are they on tour? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that guy lives in L.A. His wife is a newscaster in L.A., from what I remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure he lives in L.A., but I've been, there's probably like strong ties with. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just assuming I'm just assuming you know, maybe he's I don't think he's with Lynch Mob anymore. There's somebody else playing now, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just hanging out. Maybe he uh, he watches the show and he hears us talking about Sims guitars all the time. So he's like, OK, I got to see this for myself. Maybe. I, I think awesome. him and I, I think, I think we're actually TikTok friends. Hmm. So it, is, it is very possible that he does see my, my promotions for these. And who knows? I don't know. Although I, I did send, I, anyway, anyway, that's cool. Raymond, what's up, dude? Oh, you're saying you saw, you saw America back in 75 or 76 with Eric Carmen. Right on, man. Dude, Raymond, you've, you've been, you, you've seen the shows, man. Speaking of shows, speaking of lynch mob and shows, they're going to be here in Ohio on the 14th and the 15th. And then the 29th, they're going to be in Lebanon, Oregon. Now, wait a minute. You can hold that up. You can see it. Sky. Oh, yeah. They got, yeah, they got new dates. Yep. Everybody squint. There, it's working. Oh, there out. we go. Guitars under the stars. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, cool. 
lynch mob. Cool. So they're going to be in your in your part of town then, Ron? Yeah, Pickerington's about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Which it's that's actually where Dane was from or initially. He was from like uh, uh, Granville and Lancaster area. So that's only like probably twenty five minutes from his old house. Because hmm. Dane was originally from Ohio. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool. So, are you gonna are you gonna go to both shows? I'm, I'm no. I'm gonna go to the one in uh, Pickerington on the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Raymond. My, cool. My son's supposed to get us tickets, so. <laughs> cool. Yeah, don't pass cool. up the Lynch Mob show. Lynch is always uh, Lynch is always uh, fun to watch. He doesn't disappoint. I think he's got better the older he got. I mean, uh, I, I saw some films my, my friend Scott took down in his house in Houston with him just jamming, and uh, I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen him play. It's just a, yeah, you know, he's just so uh, he's so cool. I mean, like, he's like the, I mean, we don't have Ed anymore. And, you know, it was, you know, for me personally, it was, it was Van Halen, and then it was, uh, yeah, and then it was Lynch, and then it was Dean Martini. You know, those are my top three. And then uh, we lost Ed, so now, like, Lynch is my number one. And then you go to these venues to see him, and he's always so cool. It's like, you know, like, I I met him, and I took the, uh, I took the Bones guitar with me, and my girlfriend and I, uh, got some really cool video and some pictures and uh i said hey george i just want to thank you for everything that uh you know you rubbed off on me from wrestling shoes you know from wearing wrestling shoes and <laughs> and he goes he he started laughing and he goes hey it was a good idea at the time and uh i thought that was funny that he said that but uh you know he wore wrestling shoes and everybody in high school wore wrestling shoes in 1989 if you were a lynch fan and uh, he was just really cool, you know, signed everything and, you know, very, uh, very attentive and very talkative with regards to the uh, I talked to him about the arcane pickups, the uh, Mr. Scary pickups. And, you know, we talked for a while about guitar stuff and, you know, he builds his own guitars. So he's pretty knowledgeable about talking about guitar stuff. So I, I sat there and, you know, just talked to him for a while about guitar stuff. Uh, super cool guy. You know, so it's nice that when you meet somebody. That they're cool. Because I've had run-ins with people where they were not so cool, you know. So it's a, it's always cool when like who? You're number one or number two. No, your <laughs> your number one or number two guy. I can tell you ends up being a cool guy. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I would never tell them because maybe they were just having a bad day, and I respect them so much to where I just would I wouldn't badmouth them. But uh, somebody was talking about D Martini the other day, and they said the guy's just very reserved. I was watching something last night and they said he's just very a, a super quiet guy and he was every time I met him. He's just very quiet and very you know just didn't have much to say, you know, and uh just a super quiet guy. But I mean, you strap a guitar on that guy and he's just on fire, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. You know, personalities are cool like that because you know, you would think that DiMartini would be very boisterous, you know, from what my experience is with him. And he's always been very reserved, very quiet, very soft-spoken, and really cool. So, you know, every time I've met him, so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cheech. 
There we go. Cheech is saying, uh, they say don't meet your heroes because they only let you down. Yeah, I've heard that. <clears throat> I I can't um I've I think I've I've met most of my heroes and they were always super cool. I mean they were I I did I the only experience that that I can and I've I've said I've said this before the only I guess hero I guess I I mean at the time uh I met well, I don't know if he was my hero I I met the band Winger okay hmm. and I got to talk to each member and I remember talking to Rod Morgenstein uh uh Paul Taylor, I think, was the other guy. Mm-hmm. Red Beach, I gave him we I gave him one of my guitar picks, you know. And and then when I when I got to to Kip Winger, I remember asking him, and I think we talked about this before not on another show. I said, "What was it like at the Cabo Wabo?" Because he had been there because he was on the, the MTV thing, mm-hmm. and he was he's like, "Yeah, it was all right," you know. He didn't seem like real excited about it and then i remember him like like yelling at this girl because she tried to take a picture of him and her camera kept jamming and he's like move along he's like yeah he really wasn't friendly what year was that that was 90 90 so it was in the heart of the young i think is what the album was and i saw them that night it was kiss winger and vixen Hmm. Uh, was the show. This was in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it was a great show. Um, and uh, actually, I have a friend actually who watches these shows sometimes. Uh, my friend Joe. He he actually he had met the band Vixen like several times. And they had, had always remembered him every time he would meet them and see them. And um, Anyway, that was the only... Yeah, most... Most you know rock stars or, or you know celebrities or, or heroes or whatever that I've met outside of of the Kip Winger thing has always been pretty cool. Shoot, that yeah. night that uh, I saw those guitars with uh, uh, backstage at the uh, Costa Mesa Amphitheater, um, uh, what's his uh, Zeke Clark was riding around on his bike, uh-huh. and um, and I stopped him and I go, "Hey man, we're in lawn seats tonight." And uh, the chances of me getting a guitar pick from Edward are slim to none. So I'm just wondering if you have anything. And he goes, give me a minute. And the guy rode down the huge driveway, came back up and gave me and my buddy guitar picks out of a Ziploc bag. You know, I mean, like, it's it's cool stuff like that that you remember. You know, I still got the picks. I got one. Uh, I got an Eddie Van Halen one. And I got one that says Red Rocker. Uh, and it was a Sammy. So he gave a Sammy and a Van Halen pick. So that was a right here, right now pick. That was ninety three. Yep. So that pick would say something on it. Oh my god! It would have a here, signature, and it would this have is like, my pick oh, oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull them out, Johnny. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a mess because I probably have three hundred picks in here. Ah, uh, this is the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. Oh my gosh! But anyways, uh, you talk amongst yourselves. I'll find them. <laughs> okay, we will. Ah! <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh no! He oh, no, dropped, dropped it. it. <laughs> I'm dropping them all over the place. They're all over the place. This is from um, 
That's from Phoenix. Oh no way! Laying on That's the, the Eddie. Oh. Laying on the floor. Blaze on. Uh, oh my gosh. Buddy, I have so many. Like I've this is ridiculous. Like every time I went to a show, this is ridiculous. Uh hey, uh Jeff Labar. Jeff Labar, rest in peace. Oh, cool. He oh, he used he used those those bigger picks. The uh like did, Brad Gillis. Did you hear uh on Eddie Trunk show one day, uh some guy who was a Jeff Labar big fan called into Eddie Trunk and wanted to know why there was nothing uh you know, they weren't gonna do like some kind of memorial show or something like that for him, like they did like for Randy and Eddie and and Eddie just basically told him uh Jeff Labar wasn't that famous, more or less. Heather, love you, Heather. Why is this camera not going in focus? <laughs> yeah, I have a. Uh, I, personally, I personally have a problem with that because, in my opinion, um, I think Jeff Labar was a big part of Cinderella. That's another Jeff Labar. Um, and I got these oh, from him sure. in San Diego. I got these from him in San Diego. Uh, I was backstage at Fourth and B. It's a place downtown, and um, I was standing out back. And uh, that's the night that I drove his guitar tech up to uh, um, Burbank Airport, and there was a recording studio there. And uh, Bob at the airport? Rock from yeah, it's it's very near <laughs> the airport. It's very near the airport. Because I, I was just was. I was just there, Burbank but, Airport. That's the one where so, you go outside. Yeah. Somebody will comment. Somebody will comment here a second, and it'll be like, "That's blah 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 studios." But we got out of the car. Listen to this. We got out of the car, and uh, his. Oh my God! My ex-wife was going to kill me. I I said, "Hey, I can't come home. This guitar tech for Cinderella wants me to drive him to L.A." And she goes, "You're crazy." And I go, "Well, you know, I sometimes I just got to do stuff." So I drove him up there, and we pulled in, and Bob Rock from Nelson comes out. Because he's going on tour for him now. He's going to be his tech. And um, so I dropped him off. And Bob Rock walks out and he goes, you see that garage door over there? And I go, yeah. Because he said something about Van Halen. And I go, oh, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. And the guy goes, uh, do you see that big garage door over there? And I said, uh, yeah. And he goes, uh, that's called Strawberry Fields. That's where Van Halen stores everything that they own. It's stored at Strawberry Fields. So I don't know. I never heard anybody comment about that again. But if somebody in the chat knows something about that, they can back me up because uh, that guy seemed pretty sure of himself when he said that. He said that's where Van Halen stores all their uh, their stages. That's where everything's stored at. So I thought that was pretty cool. Dang. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I was just there. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Hey Johnny, remember these? The uh... no wonder that's my favorite airport. <laughs> I never saw those, but is that the one that says I saw it or yeah. whatever? Yeah, dude, buddy, I have. I oh my god, we haven't even talked. Yeah, about we couldn't this. see it, but I, I know what I knew what it said. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But so I found the Eddie one. This is the Eddie one that Zeke gave us. Oh. Oh my gosh. 
So, and I got the how, how thin or thick are those things? It's extreme. It, it, it's like a 60. It's extremely thin. Now, Sammy's was heavy. And I, and I got probably at least a hundred guitar picks laying here. So I got to dig through this and try to find it. But, uh, his is cool because it says red rocker on it. And it's got, it's got the Van Halen logo on the front. And then on the, uh, I can guess, I'm not going to say it until you show it, but I, I can guess something about it. Can't believe I still don't have this stuff. Uh, these, yeah, here's a Brad Gillis. Um, Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. He uses those weird picks too. And fill in for Randy when Randy passed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Hey, he was, offered, McMillan, he was actually offered a job. Hey, S. McMillan, it's, uh, it's, uh, PayPal, PayPal at Robert Stingle if you wanted to help me out, man. What are you selling, Robbie? No, it's, it's, to it's, he's hungry. Me get, get my gong, you know. Oh, how, uh, how far away are you? Like $700 or something? $750. So, yeah, that would be greatly appreciated if, if you could do anything. But, uh, you know, I mean, I never looked at these guys like heroes. I never looked at them like, <laughs> you know, when I when I jammed out with Jeff Weedland when he was a teenager, he's always going to be Jeff Weedland to me. He's not Zach Wilde to me. He's Jeff Weedland. He's the kid that I, I jammed with, you know. When I hung out with the Outlaws, Huey Thompson, he wanted to see me play. We hung out in my gong with, with my gong in my van. Hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I I watched them three feet away too. You know, it's when I when I saw George Lynch when I see him at the factory, nobody knew who he was then. It was like 1984. You know, he he made it in Japan, so he became well known there. But when he was at the factory, he was just kind of running around getting parts, this and that. You know. So I guess I got a different perspective when it comes to this kind of thing. This is the gold uh, Eddie Van Standard. Halen pick when they when they said not to throw him out. Remember when they when they told him not to throw picks out on the tour? So if people um, if people ran into Ed, him and Wolfgang had these gold picks. Twenty twelve. Yeah, and they would just hand him out. Because they were told not to throw picks out on that tour, and and here's the here's the uh, here's the Sammy one. Oh wow! Um, I've never seen that one. So it's got his autograph on it. Sorry. So in and then back out, right? Yeah, that's what she said. So and then on the back it says, "Oh no." no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, dude, you got you got some picks. Buddy, I have a freaking. This is ridiculous. Um, oh my I'm pretty goodness. sure I already put the Doug Aldrich away. I think I already told that story when he came out the stage at Sir. And I said, "Hey, I'm not trying to be corny or anything, Doug, but I was wondering if I could just have your pick." And he goes, "Oh yeah, for sure, man. I just handed it to me." Uh, the Ted Nugent picks. I was at the Nam show, and he was walking by, and he reached in his pocket for something, and picks went all over the place. So I was helping him pick them up to give them back to him. <laughs> I was picking him up to hand it back to him, and he just handed me a couple. He goes, oh, here, you can have these. And I was like, oh, thanks, Ted. Oh, Heather, I know, you man. No, don't sweat it, Heather. I love you. I love Al, too, man. Uh, just the you, thought. Thanks, man, really, from the heart. You rock, Heather, so, man. Continue, Mr. Grit. You, you didn't no, call no, him I'm gonna Uncle put these Ted? Away. 
No, I, you know, I mean, Ted Nugent's cool and stuff, but I wasn't. Uh... What year was that? Uh, that was the year that uh, 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 Dweezil Zappa was debuting the Wiggy. Because I was going to watch him debut the Wiggy. What's and the, what's the Wiggy? The the PV amp that was his uh, signature amp is called the Wiggy. And uh, oh, I never and, I never saw that. Yeah, I was standing there waiting for Dweezil Zappa to show up, and Ted Nugent walked by me, and then he reached in his pocket, and all those picks went all over the place, and. I was helping him pick him up, and he gave me a bunch of them, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So, uh, so. His Ranger bass boat is a uh, white and black zebra stripe, too. Yeah. I, he was he was super nice. I mean, like, super nice guy. So, no complaints with Ted Nugent. I met Di- Dandy Don Garlitz at uh, Raceway Park in New Jersey, and uh, he was a – I'm just not going to say. He was – it was terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I don't. Even but know he had his is. original. He's had his original top fueler, top fueler dragster there. But Big yeah, Daddy you don't. could not. You could not talk to him. He was pissed all the time, <laughs> perpetually. Yeah. When uh, when I worked uh, some of the shows, we worked for uh, Aerosmith. And you were not allowed to even talk to them. That's right when they went clean, drug-free. They stayed mm-hmm. in the dressing room, and we had orders, literally orders. When they come out, you don't look at them, you don't talk to them, you don't do nothing. There's just, you know, they were afraid someone's going to offer them something. And they can't say no. Apparently they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but what was amazing, you used to see in the videos of them guys, and, you know, I'm six, six little six one. And they came up to my shoulder. You know, they're like five, 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 six. Yeah, little. But I, yeah, yeah. And they weigh maybe hundred and ten pounds. It's like, all of them. I was like, my God. I saw a picture of that day of Joe Perry with somebody, and it was like, oh my God! Like they were just towering over him. So it was like at the super small at the factory. All these hair bands walked through there, and they were all like Munchkins. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it was like. I couldn't believe it. That's was like George Lynch stood out above them because he was like mm-hmm. normal sized, you know. Yeah, he's not he's not short. But yeah, and we'd get the whole bands, whichever band it was, Motley Crue or you guys know all these metal bands. And I, I just pretty much was like, Oh, more of these guys, you know. But uh yeah. So yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. And they are they are small. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ran I into Eric. Uh, Eric Turner was at the Sir. He was. I, I think Eric Turner was affiliated with Wild West Guitars. I think he was a co-owner or something. And uh, I was working on a guitar one day, and he walked up behind me, and I turned around. And I go, "Oh, hey, you're Eric Turner." And he goes, "Oh, hey, man, what's going on?" Like nobody even yeah, recognized yeah, yeah. who he was. I was like, "Hey, you're Eric Turner." And he's like, "Oh, hey, thanks, man." Short people rock too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dakota, how's it going? Hey, man. Well, I'm only three foot two, so we do rock. I get confused for garden gnomes occasionally. Mm-hmm. The bigger gnomes, that they have some larger ones. There was a uh, a lead singer in a very famous band in the late 80s, 
and their first tour they had come to wheeling and i was working the show so you eat you know you work the show i was a loader uh so we just stayed, we stood in the back of the semis and just pushed the stuff to the end of the semis. That was all we had to do. So we were the mm -hmm. first ones done for the unload. And then the last one's done at the, at the end of the night. So we, you, know, you eat breakfast, eat lunch and eat dinner with these guys. So I'm sitting with the, this entire band, except for their long haired, blonde, long blonde haired singer. Who's very skinny. Uh, and he comes through the door and he's looking around, he's going, and I, I'm looking at those guys. So what the hell is wrong with him? They're like, well, he wants you to like kiss his ass because he's here. And this was their first tour on their first album. And he only lasted two or three albums and they got rid of him. So they, there was dissension in the band in the very beginning. I, I, I don't want to say his name. I just say skinny, blonde hair. and What's one of their songs? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Usually yeah, you, you saw him, he was never wearing a shirt, right? Well, he, it's it was leather pants and no shirt, yeah. Okay, and their bass, their bass player had an ear ring and a nose ring that was connected. Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that, that just gave it away. <laughs> but I, would, I, was sitting at, I was sitting there eating, eating, it was lunch with those guys, talking to them. And there were already like, oh yeah, there he is, and he's acting. You know, <laughs> and he did; he acted like like he was, you know, everybody should worship him. Uh huh. But, like he walks in there, everybody name. needs to stand up and bow. Yeah, that's that's. And I mean, this was their first <laughs> tour, and, and they're wow. they're already like, now nah, this you could you could just see that that there was no love lost there. I got a oh. shout out, Zach Thong. Thank you, oh. buddy. I got a shout out, Daddy. Daddy, my one of my biggest uh, supporters on every every video I put out. So, Mike, thanks, Rock Daddy. Mike also, no, I, I will say it wasn't warrant, uh, and I have a picture. I'm trying to find it so I could show it on one of these Saturdays. Uh, warrant opened up for Rat, and when they were done their last song, they asked. They were in Wheeling, West Virginia. And they said, hey, where's a bar around here that we could party after we're done? So everybody said the swing club, and they said they're going there. Well, no one believed it, so a bunch of us who were in bands went over there, and sure as can be, all of Warrant walked in the door, and I got pictures of me sitting with Janie Lane, uh, and we were all on stage together. There must have been 40 of us on just playing old Black Sabbath songs and everything else. And our, our bass player was with us at the time, and he had a camera the old uh, the 110 the little rectangle little kodak thing mm -hmm. and he took a bunch of pictures and i i have a couple of, i'm trying to find them so i can show them oh, especially cool. since janey's you know janey's passed but i mean he was he was extremely nice guy the whole band was they were all nice I, yeah i've got that on that uh i was telling johnny before we started that uh i was talking about that nam show video a couple weeks ago and i found it and there's pictures of me standing, uh, Janie Lane's walking down the aisle. And I was like, hey, it's Janie Lane. And then there's pictures, there's video of me standing next to him talking. I'm going, yeah, he's dead. You know, it's it's, it's weird seeing that stuff now, you know. And then I, I did find that picture that uh, it's probably Ed playing for 40 minutes. At least 40 minutes. He walks into the, uh, into the booth with the red, white, and black Wolfgang special, sits down, 
And then we figured out I had to hook up audio because we were outside the booth and they had these headphones hanging. You pull them down. So we stuck it up to the microphone on the VCR. And uh, man, he blew through Mean Street. Uh, he had a metal pick. So he's making all those crazy noises he used to make. And uh, and we walked out of that NAM show. I, we got him walking in. We got him walking out. And we watched it. And uh, we left that day just gigging like schoolgirls. I, I can't believe the video we got, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I said, we can never give this video to anybody. And then one day I was watching YouTube and there's a, there's like five minutes of it on there. And I'm like, that's my voice. How did how did my voice get out? And I called him and I go, hey, did you sell that video? He goes, yeah, I traded it for some some rare Van Halen footage. I go, hey, man, you know, don't, you know, let's not do that. But oh. uh the cool thing is, is I have the entire video of him walking in, uh, him walking out. He walks out. My buddy has the camera and he goes, hey, Ed, thanks for the autographs. And he goes, yeah, no problem, man. And like walks out the back, uh, the back doors. It's 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 uh, what's the word? It's uh, it's really cool to watch that now because he's no longer with us. You know, he's sitting there playing that uh, quilted Wolfgang sunburst that he favored. He had that that day, and he had the uh, red, white, and black. And then it's funny because I got video of Matt Bruck rolling in a black, red, and white uh, 412 cabinet with the big uh, head case that says Edward Van Halen on it. And, and it's Matt Bruck doing it, you know, which you wouldn't see Matt Bruck with a trolley now uh, pushing anything. You know, he'd be he'd be pointing fingers, you know. It'd be, it, it was kind of funny to see that. Man. Dude, that's... Yeah, that that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing to see. <laughs> I know yeah. you sent me some clips of it, but I can't see them because it, it won't. Yeah. It won't no, I'll tell you. I'll send you something. I mean, like, I want to share it, but you know. And then I was like, I was asking Johnny when we started. You know, I think I should put it on YouTube, and he gave me a couple ideas, so maybe I'll throw it on there. And I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it's cool that I found it because I thought he had it. My buddy had it, and come to find, he didn't have it. It had been sitting in a bunch of videotapes of mine, and I was like, oh, I found it. So. It exists. Wow. I have the. I have the. I. I want to think that that was that was ninety. Had to been ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. So. Um. Or ninety nine. Maybe it was ninety nine. Uh. I'm trying to think what. Well, send me a screen cap if, if you can at some point and. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I got yeah. I got those posters that day. Those posters that day, and that's like, like I said, that one's autographed. The one, the Wolfgang special one, where he's sitting on his Nomad, that Chevy mm -hmm. Nomad, and uh, so those were the posters they gave out. Uh, maybe it was '99. I think it says '99 on the Nam Show footage. So maybe it is '99. Wow, uh, dude, awesome, Robbie. You got next to show, don't you, or something? Yeah, I was working on some stuff. It was kind of ties in a little bit to what you're you were going to show with your lynch your lynch recreations oh yeah okay go ahead all right well the next don't really tie into that so we could do those first and then i'll show the body later when you do your stuff well we all remember this right this is mike olson's lawsuit 1982 esp neck hmm. that was lawsuit kramer came off of a, a Pacer Imperial, in which I am filling the neck pocket for, which is a very 
extremely close to uh, the Pacer special. His is the just the beginning of the second half of 1982. So it's actually one piece of alder. The entire body is one piece of wood. They didn't do that very long at all. So this baby's all dressed. It's all, it's all, it's all dressed. It's all wooled. It's all crowned. What's a nut with? This is an R2. Okay. This is an R2 nut. And um, I started to shelve it. But uh, I, I also filled all the holes and it sanded down. Uh, all it needs is 220. And then it's ready to go. You know, all it needs is a finish to 220 because I went over it with 80. Of course, not the fingerboard, but, you know, the rest. And uh, it's ready to go down to Kyle at Dive Bomb. Hmm. And he's going to shelf it because I'm going to send him the slammer nut. So it's going to be perfect, you know, when he, when he, when he mills it. And he's going to drill and countersink it and just charge the $80 for the uh, – for the unker cut and glue job with the walnut, the pieces of walnut in the uh, tuning holes also. Hmm. So this one's just about ready to go, right? All I got to do is sand it out with 220. And Kyle said he'd take care of the, uh, of the nut for me. So that's the 82. This is the 84 that I picked up to go along with it. I still got to sand it a little bit. You can barely see some of the logo. This is not going to have the headstock painted. This is going to show every bit of the surgery on it. And this is going on my 82 Bill Igesen guitar, which was made as around the same time as the first 5150s and 82. When he was going through all that stuff, I was hearing all about it. Because I knew people mm -hmm. at the factory. So uh, that's what this is going to go on when the surgery is done with this. This is going to be $80 also, although it's already shelved and drilled and counters countersunk. And it does have a little bit of a flute on it because it is 84. Whereas Mike's, as you can see, doesn't have a flute at all. And that mm. you know, that's gold. And it's going to have a nice hangover on the shelf too. Stuff that I just absolutely love, you know. So that is going to be just beautiful. And this one's ready to go. I got the holes filled. I got to sand it down. I got to sand it to get rid of the plugs. I've got all the uh, all the plugs on the on the tuning key holes, and I've got the plugs on the string retainer holes, and those all have to be sanded down too. And then I'm going to go over this with the with the 220 when i'm done i went a little bit far in the sanding down so you can kind of see a little bit of marking on the edges and i've decided to kind of leave it like that because it looks more worn in and it'd be more appropriate for the 82 guitar and uh i'm gonna i'm not painting the headstock i'm gonna leave that all i'm gonna do is uh clear coat it and uh, you know, put the put the old put the old uh, logo on there and clear coat it with some Mister Hobby, which is like uh, you can only get in Europe. It's really good though; it levels out. There's it, it, it's a beautiful clear coat. 
I don't have to wet sand. I don't have to polish nothing. It's just spray and you're good. Wait, so you're going to Europe to get that? No, my friend, my friend in the Netherlands sent me a can of it. Yeah. My, my friend, Patrick, my friend, Patrick sent me a can of that. And, uh, so these are kind of ready to go. It's 80 bucks a neck. Then it's uh, 25 for him to ship back. So I'm figuring 25 for me to ship. It comes out for both next to be about, be about $210 for both. You that's, know. A, that's a good deal. Well, when I, get, when I get the money for that, you know, and of course, uh, I'm going to, all the money I have is going toward getting that gone first. But What was the name of that soon. clear? Mr. Hobby. Mr. Hobby, wow. Yeah, it's like too toxic for America, but man, is it good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I used to try to use Krylon, and I'd be <laughs> I'd be polishing and wet sanding, and I'd go too much. I'd have to do it again, take it all off, do it again. It was a hassle. This is just like spray it on really light. Do I have four or five coats? You're good. You don't have to do anything. It levels You're feeling good, out. huh? It's great. It's great. It's great stuff. It's really good. So you know, speaking, of, speaking of that flute, that that flute you're talking about. Look at this. What's a flute? Robbie, look at this. <laughs> look at that. Good lord, that's pretty darn chunky. Look how look how thin that neck is. I kind of like the profile. Wow, that's a that's insane flute though. That's the uh, that's the uh, D Martini performance. But that's that's Ward's neck. I mean, you can see that this neck is so thin. And yeah, uh, look look at that. It's crazy, look man. That. Look, I mean, look at that. This is nuts. So, I can't really tell. <laughs> I can't really tell by looking at it. Is that is that wizard thin? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, wow. be, I, I mean to be honest with you, it's probably thinner. These are R twos. Uh, Warren prefers an R two nut. Um, they're R twos now. My snakeskin back there, it's got a, it's got a little bit different neck on it because I kind of wanted a chunkier neck. Cha 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 chia. So it's still pretty drastic, though. Uh huh. This well, one kind of looks like the one I got from from Adam, but where it's a little bit you can't really really tell too much. It's a little bit thicker, but but God dang it, if I don't love that guitar, I've been playing the heck out of it, man. I really have. That's the yeah, uh, Adam Adam from Tone, large banana, one piece, non tilt. Uh, from the uh, Boogie Bodies necks at Fu Tone, it's like two sixty five. It's probably more now because I got that a couple of years ago, but uh, it works. It, you might not be able to get the action super super duper low, at least not on the not on the first dressing, at least. But uh, I'm happy with it. I love that guitar, man. You can see it in the hangry video that I, that I released this week with Danny playing drums, you know, and you can see it on uh power hangry. Yeah. And you can see it on uh she's a powerhouse. 
another video I did with that guitar. And there's also To Have and To Hold, which was uh, another video I did with that guitar. So uh, there's three on my channel using it so far. And yeah, so if you're up, if your back's against the wall, your pistols are out, and you can't find, you know, your grail neck or a, or a, a headstock that looks, you know, looks close enough to like the 5150 or something, right? Adam at FU Tone, those necks, he makes in Pennsylvania. He's got 13 workers. It's Who is it? Adam at FU Tone. Hey now, this is Adam Reaver, FU-Tone.com, my less crappier promo reel for Johnny Bean TV. You're watching Johnny Bean TV. Check it out. Thank you, Adam. Hey. I wouldn't tell you. Robbie saw him in the chat the other day, so he's like really talking him up now. No, I've seen him a couple times. No, it's not that at all. It's not that at all. It's that that neck works. Now remember, it's not it's not finished at all. It is totally bare wood. And it comes dressed. It you might want to dress it some more, you know, to get it where you really want it, but uh it's it's not a it's not a double action truss rod. It's a regular truss rod. You know, it's got the it's got the adjustment on the heel. It's a good neck for, you know, whatever, 260, 70, 80, whatever it is now. You know, yeah. I wouldn't tell Tony, you if it didn't work and I didn't like it. And I do like it. I've got I'll to tell, tell you, if, you like it. if it wasn't for, uh, if it wasn't for FU Tone this week, I would have been in trouble because uh, I actually pulled this out. It's funny that Robbie's talking about it because I pulled this out uh, today to talk about. Oh, it. dude. So this is a... Uh, this is a FU Tone pickup mounting system. And what this is for is, is uh, I've used one of these in my Frankenstein, the mm -hmm. EVH Frankenstein, to boost that humbucker up because they uh, I pulled it apart and there was like a piece of foam with springs on it. And um, I don't know, this, it, it's just a better seat. It's a better, it's a better mount, in my opinion. Um, so, and it makes it really easy. So I bought a guitar this week or last week and uh i got it and here i'll debut it hold on nice nice by the way by the way thank you for subs for subscribing where is that dzl thank you so much for subscribing to the channel we're, hey, we're really trying yes we're really trying to get to 10,200 subscribers this month we're really trying, so thank you so much, uh, DZL, for uh, for subscribing. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the PMS. I have one of those um, that I got several years ago, and I still have to put it into a guitar. Well, I'll tell you, uh, if it wasn't for Adam this week, because I just buy stuff to keep here, like I got all those Floyd roses and stuff. Because the worst thing ever is when you have a guitar project and you go to pull your parts out and you don't have the part. You have to wait a week to get the part and you're like, okay, you know, and then you're kind of beyond it that, you know, at least that, that's how I am. So I've got a stock of everything. I've got an inventory of everything. So now I've got to go back and buy more um, of these. But I bought this guitar and I, and I had been watching it for a month and I had showed it to my girlfriend probably a month and a half ago. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And she goes, you should get it. And I said, mm, I think I'm going to wait. And I was waiting. And then one day it popped up in my feed or something. And I said, I'm just going to get it. 
and uh, I got it. And sometimes there's there's disappointments. Like I'm very blessed to have worked for uh, you know I worked for Bill Zola at Zola Guitars in San Diego for years. That's where I learned how to build. And then I worked for John Sir for five years, and um, I I was lucky to learn you know, to be mentored under the people I was mentored under, you know, work under master builders at Fender. So I could pretty much fix anything on a guitar unless it's just not fixable. And then you have to make that determination. But um, this was interesting because I think I said my frustrating parts in the green room and I wouldn't do that in public, but I will tell you that um, this is a Friedman. Uh, it's a Cali. And it was a three-tone burst over purple over black. So it's a relic guitar, and uh, it's supposed to look, you know, um, it's just super cool. It's almost like a like an art piece, in my opinion. I think Dave Friedman. And then I went back, and uh, the place I bought it from, there's a video on YouTube interviewing Dave Friedman about it. And he said, and Dave Friedman said, yeah, that's, you know, that's like a piece of art. So anyways, super cool guitar. But uh, when I got it, it didn't have pickup mounts, and the pickups were sitting super deep in the cavity. So I said, "Well, that's not going to work for me." I, I know everybody adjusts their stuff differently, but it, Could, that wasn't going to work. So, so how how did you did you know just by looking at it or by by the sound? Okay, so people do things differently. Um, that first of all. I have a gauge where I like to set my pickups because remember your pickup, your, your bridge pickup has to be even with the neck pickup. So when you switch over, there's not a boost there unless you want a boost, they should be matched evenly. And you do that on a clean channel, you match them out mm. for height. Right. And then once that's done, then you should be dialed in. So I have a spec that I go by personally where you know, I measure out and it lands perfect every time. So I had emailed Dave Friedman. I was talking to him about it. And I said, hey, I think my remedy of this is going to be a couple pickup mounting systems. And he said, yeah, I think that's a good solution. So that's what I did. And um, now they're they're adjusted where they should be, in my opinion. And um, but I did pull the uh, I did pull the Friedman pickups. They were reading uh, seven K for the bridge or eight K for the bridge and seven K for the neck. So I pulled those and uh, I put SIRS in it. There's a SSH plus in the bridge and there's a Doug Aldrich in the neck. And then um, I had an extra set of Doug Aldrich bridge and neck. And I put those in my Grover Jackson this weekend, but it's hard to do that when it's 117 degrees outside and you go out to work on your guitar in the garage and you can't. So I had to do it in small, <laughs> small doses. You go out but, there and uh, it's melted. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a cool guitar. I mean it's uh it's cool, but uh, are you sure that finish didn't melt off? It possibly could have. <laughs> um, the uh, but what I was gonna say is, is I was talking to my girlfriend and I said, man, you know, because you know I'm no spring chicken, so I was in and out of the garage going, man, it's just super hot, and I want to finish that guitar. And I said, uh, who I really feel sorry for, and this is no jab at anybody. I just feel bad for the guys that don't really know how to work on guitars. And they go to Guitar Center and they buy a guitar. And the guitar was never set up correctly. And they don't ever get it set up correctly. So that's how they think the guitar plays. And that's, and I just, uh, that's why I'd recommend if you don't think that your guitar is playing that good, 
you know, take it to a shop and say, hey, you know what? I don't like this about it. And usually there's a setup guy there that can probably tweak it and uh, and get it going for you because this and it's no jab at anybody. But in my opinion, when you buy a guitar that's expensive, I mean, that thing, the Sir Guitars, the Sir Guitars, I will say, and I told my girlfriend this, I said, you know what? When we shipped it, and I'm doing plugs for John Sir again, Johnny. Here we go again, you know. I don't even work for him anymore. But uh, the bottom line is... is <laughs> That's uh, the bottom line. We didn't ship guitars unless they were stage ready. That was John's rule. You know, we're not shipping the guitar unless it's stage ready. So, you know, as soon as they left final, they went to QC, and then Noel would go through QC, and uh, he had no problem bringing them back to our bench and say, hey, you got some... Uh, some, uh, you know, you got uh, low, you know, actions low or nuts cut too low or, you know, bring the nut up or you have sitar on the B string or whatever. They didn't ship. They didn't go, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so maybe I'm jaded now. Maybe I'm maybe I'm warped by working for a company like that. And then I go <laughs> into these stores and I pick guitars and I'm like, and they're war- and the next are warped. You know, I'm like, this so, is ridiculous. I have a question, though. I, I have I have a question. So so you guys you guys would set up the guitars. You're saying stage ready. So you're saying you would you would basically before you would ship a guitar, it would be like like ready like perfect, I guess is the word. But what if in shipping do guitars settle at all in shipping? Like is there any type of like like would you backbow the neck slightly for shipping or less or you know what I mean? No, they, um, so I will tell you in the time that I was, in the time that I was there, if we had a guitar that I, I can only think of a, like maybe two times that a guitar came back from a customer and said, Hey, you know, I've got a problem with this. I, you know, and they were very, you know, Mike Pons, who's a Fender master builder. He was my boss. And he'd be like, Hey Mike, something you have to understand about the people that we build guitars for. They're not playing the guitar. They're attorneys and they're doctors. And they just want something to hang cool on the wall. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that's why well, those we are good people to, be, to know, you know, that's why we <laughs> have to be particular and make sure everything's right, you know? So, um, but on the flip side of that coin, there's a lot of great sir artists. So I don't want to take anything away, but I know that me and Mike had that conversation one day and he said, Hey, you know, we build guitars for a lot of people that just hang the guitar on the wall, but it doesn't matter. The guitar is going to leave here a hundred percent ready for stage and when they came out of the qc booth they were ready to go yeah so well i mean it's always good to, i mean it, it's good practice to anything you send out no matter who gets it whether whether they're gonna hang it on the wall whether they're, they're just starting whether they're gonna hit the stage with it that night make sure it's 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 quality and mm-hmm. and really you know really set up you know, i agree with you that with guess I agree with what you did with the spacer like that, getting it from FU Tone, and that makes mm-hmm. it a lot easier. There was a comment in here saying that that they hate wooden shims, and I, I'd imagine you could hate a wooden shim, but it's a different thing if you are actually making a piece of wood to custom fit in there perfectly to put the the pickup onto. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what I do, but you without could, like that. Go through, but without having to go through all that labor that I do to get to get it all, you know, the wood perfectly done. That's a really good alternative to, to be able to bolt that in like that. So, you know. well, hey, man, I, uh, you know, shout out to F.U. Tone because that guy has never, ever 
disappointed with regards to the stuff that you get from him. You know, it's a, he's got good stuff. And uh, I always love it when he sends out, you know, I make, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I make lists for FU tone. And then when he sends out his, his, uh, his discount codes that I bombard him with a huge order and I get my discount, you know, but uh, yeah, hey, FU tone's got good stuff, man. Well, uh, I gotta say, uh, Jay Johnny, it is harder to make them, but if you put them perfectly in there, if you if you make it so it goes in there super tight, it's part of the body, then it's not going to shift. You know, it, but yeah. you have to be willing to spend a whole lot of time to get it to fit perfectly in there. That's all I'm saying. Well, they come with different heights too. So, like that. So, so the theory on this is. The way that I mount these is, is I put it inside the cavity and I mount the pickup screws into the body. And then I know it's lined up, you know, because most bodies are CNC now. So I'll go out these two holes, run them in, and then I punch these two holes, which are the mounting for the system. And I drill those out. Don't go too deep because you'll go back through the, uh, the spring cavity. You know, just tap them and they run your screws in and then it's mounted run them back out, run these two back out, and then these are going to be your mounts. Now, what's cool about this is, is this can be kind of tedious. I mean, I'm sure Adam does it a lot, but you got to have to eyeball which size you're going to use, how much distance you have to the distance of the strings, and they come with like three or four different sizes, and this is a size I would never use because that's going to be sitting super deep inside that pocket for the uh, pickup backing to be resting on that. And then you can adjust accordingly if, you know, obviously your pickup should never be straight because uh, especially on a Floyd Rose, because you're going to have your your uh, your treble uh, E is going to be higher than your base E. It should be. Um, and uh, so your pickup shouldn't be even either because you be, should be measuring your pickup distance from your springs. So obviously the pickup's going to go on there. It's going to be angled. It's not going to be sitting straight. It's going to be angled. Uh, so that does get, uh, it does get a little tedious going back and forth, but I got to tell you, man, I put one of these in my Frankenstein and, uh, because I like tearing guitars apart when I get them and, um, I pulled it out. Like I said, there was a little piece of a square piece of foam with a spring in the middle of it. And I said, it's garbage. I mean, like it's a, it's a probably not a tone killer, but I mean, there's better ways to do it. So I pulled that out and I put one of those uh, pickup mounting systems in there and it sounds probably, I don't know, you know, those Wolfgang pickups are pretty hot, so it probably doesn't sound any better, but at least the pickups mounted better because you could rock it back and forth. And that's something else too. Once you do the pickup mounting system, the pickup's not going to rock anymore. It's in there solid. These are in there solid. These will not rock. Mm -hmm. so, well, technically it'll make them rock harder. Uh, correct. If you're, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> So it'll make you rock harder. Yeah. So cool guitar. It's the uh, rating nice of bird's this show. Eye neck. Huh? Bird's eye neck. <laughs> nice bird's eye on it. You know, go to uh, locking tuners. I was uh, <clears throat> talking to somebody the other day and they go, I don't understand why people put locking tuners on a Floyd Rose. I understand 100% because uh, John's theory was it's quicker to ch do a string change. Right. You know, uh, it's it's just super quick to change your strings out with a locking tuner. It's straight through the hole, pull tight, lock down, and then clip, and then... There's no twist. There's no... 
There, there's no, no, there's twisting, no wine. Huh? There should be no, no wines on a. There should be no wines on a locking tuner at all. <laughs> no whining. No wines. No. Wine. No. <laughs> no shim. <laughs> no shims. Robbie, did you ever get your shim? No, that no. was uh, he didn't get him. It was my fault. Oh, I mailed. I mailed. You him ate him? The house. No, oh, I ate. I. <laughs> oh, you ate one too. <laughs> Uh, no, I uh, I mailed him to Robbie's town and to his street, but I forgot the house number. <laughs> so just like last week, they came. So they back came back. Me. Just last week, so it's been all. It's Norman, Oklahoma. There's like 30 people there. Well, there's I mean, more than that. Had his name and his street, but they obviously, you know. <laughs> but the, the envelope came back, and there was no shims in it. Oh, so there was. No shims. Wait a minute. So the so the, so the mail the mail person shims. stole the shims. I got the envelope back with no shims in it because I was going to write the address on it. Was it opened? Number. No. Are you sure you know. mailed them to begin with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had no like in a in a little plastic. What are you eating? Uh, Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor? watermelon oh dude oh. but Those no I, I i had i had him in a little plastic uh just a real little ziploc bag shims thieves in the envelope yeah i mean i don't know if they open i don't know how i just we gotta figure this out stamp, this is, big stamp there's some loose shims going on return, in oklahoma return to, somewhere return to sender and but he didn't get him and it was my fault that's all right don't worry about it man so I'm going to make you a shirt, Robbie, that says no shims. Oh, that's okay, man. You can keep your shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to, you know, I don't, I don't spend time on stuff that is just not going to be, like, working for me. You know, it's a, I've got a lot of stuff going on now. I just don't have the time to worry about stuff like that. Robbie, but send me you your address. But, I will send you all my Floyd Rose shims that I have in the garage. There you go. I will like 17 degrees. <laughs> I will like that slammer nut, though. Yeah, I'm gonna go pull that out. I'll pull that out tonight or tomorrow morning, and then I'll send you a picture of it. On, I'll uh, send you my address in the messenger. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'll give you the address. <laughs> Don't listen to Ron, please. It'll never. Ron, happen. what was it? Ron? What? Read us the address that you have. Do not read my address. Johnny. See, Johnny don't care because he has a P.O. box. So he don't care. But it it truly was my fault. I I copied and pasted and I somehow missed the actual house number. Jay, Johnny, man, it it depends what you're using the brass block on. It depends what kind of amplifier you're going through. Okay. You know, uh, Edward used the uh, steel blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the okay. fifty-one fifty steel, right? Because he was going through all tube amplifier. You're going to get overtones with the brass block. That's just for me. Uh, that's just my own experience. You know, from playing through my Marshall. You know, and that's what he encountered, and that's before. That's before he did all the you know, PV amplifiers and all that. Okay. That's when he was still all 
all tube, no solid state preamp type stuff. So, you know, yeah, if you've got a modeler, if you've got a solid state preamp, if you've got a, a hybrid amp, you know, or, or something like that, the brass block will work fine. It's only if you go through like a plexi from like 71 that it's going to make a difference. Yeah, JCM 800 is a, uh, that is a, that has a solid state preamp. That is a circuit board with a distortion channel. Okay. So that's what this, what's called a hybrid amplifier. It has tubes. It has tubes in the preamp too, but the preamp tubes are hooked to a printed circuit board and you're at the, you're at, at the mercy of whatever diodes they used when, when they did that. So. You know, I, I, I'm just pointing that out. It's nothing against those amplifiers. No reflectors. Just, you know. What? 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 Robbie, what? Kyle put a steel in this. He said the 5150 had a steel block. Yeah, Kyle's good, man. Yeah, Kyle's good. And, uh, yeah, he, he sells those steels. And I would have put one in mine, but I didn't have the money or the time, and I wanted to make a video. So I went with the regular 42 block that came with the Floyd Rose, and... I didn't have the overtones with that, so I've, I've left that in there. Uh, thanks, Patty. Way to, way to put Valerie out there, man. Thank you. Patty in the chat. Nice, Dakota. I bet you that thing screams all hardwired Marshall-style type. I bet you that doesn't have a printed circuit board in it. But you got to be, like, you know, ridiculous like me where everything has to be what it was like, you know, in like 1982 or something. It's not practical for people, you know, to have that kind of thing. Now, it's a little... Why do you even have a cell phone if you're living in 1982? <laughs> Why are you it's, even here? Because there wasn't internet then. It's not... Well, I had my I had my 30-inch go, my, my gong in 78. But, uh, you know... <sighs> Randy Travis has a song, 1982. The, the 20 watt makes it a little bit easier, you know, but uh, nowadays with all the, uh, you know, the solid state preamps and the modelers and all this are going through your computer, you know, that makes a difference. That's why I like the 20 watt studio vintage because it's a plexi, but it's a 20 watt and it doesn't have any circuit board and, uh, and you can get that sound out of it, you know, and that's why I like it so much because when I was a kid, I was a 71 Plexi, and like you said, shake the walls. Yeah, I turned it up all the way all the time. I blew out transformers every couple months, you know, but that was the sound I loved, so that's what I did. Oh, yeah, with with Gibson pickups that weren't wax potted either. So, yeah, it was really hard to keep that under control. But, hey, you know, speaking of, speaking of not, not wax potted, remember those Frampton pickups I got the, that, that I emailed you about, Robbie? Right. Those aren't wax potted, man. I mean, that's crazy. I'm not going to. Uh, I bought some of those MJ. They're they're signed by Frampton, so I'm just going to leave them in the bag. But they uh, MJ did those special wines. They only did like so many sets, and Frampton signed them. Wait, I know. Potted. Well, he's recreating the the pickup he used when he was playing. They didn't have wax potted pickups. Yep. You know, it and it goes crazier than that. Like Ted Nugent going through three thirty fives. He was palming his stuff all the time. I had to, I had to always palm my. I had a double neck. It wasn't even a hollow, hollow, hollow body, and it was still 
I still had to fight that. I still had to keep my palm on that bridge all the time or it would squeal like a pig. So yeah. I was used to that from way back. And again, wow. no offense. Uh, all those amps are great. Anybody that's playing any amp through any guitar, that's a great thing. There you, you know? go. Hey, did you get that Helix dialed in, uh, Ron? Did you get that thing dialed in? Pretty much. We're getting there now. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, you know, there, you know, if you say Johnny's famous, if you say Johnny's name oh my in, reverse, in reverse, it comes back, me be nice. Seriously, watch. Johnny Bean. He'd be nice. He'd be nice. But then, if you say "me be nice," it says Johnny Bean. Me be nice. Johnny Bean. Johnny Bean. I gotta get you doing a channel ID saying that, man. That, do the whole channel ID backwards. But I could but do I it this do way, it way too. too. <laughs> or duck delay, delay. Or we can or do we some can do mod, some course, mod course, echo. course echo. Wow. Uh, but I so, do. I, uh, I like the twin harmony one. It's like you can crank you call people up, with that voice. You, you you pull up, get on the computer, and all of a sudden it says, "Get off the internet." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll be right off. <laughs> so, so you're talking through the helix, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I was gonna get, I was gonna get the. Uh... Now my mind just went blank. Focus right. The, the well, yeah, the interface. And then I was looking through the thing, like, well, this is this is the interface also for guitar and microphone. I was like, well, okay, that'll work. So, but yes, I'm to answer your question, forty yes, uh, it's it's coming along, and and uh, you, you got to be like a, a rocket scientist to figure it out completely. But thank God the YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm just happy I got this one. <laughs> is that your real voice yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it is dude so dude when when you get the phone calls from like you know the tax guy or whatever you know or the spamming calls you just answer in that voice hello <laughs> no I don't want any He's not here. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Grit, Mr. Grit. Welcome can to you, can, you sh can you show us your uh, Lynch guitars? Well, we were talking about this before we went on, so I figured I'd bring this one out. Uh, this is a, I was going to tell this, this is a really cool, what happened. Uh, I like Lynch, and I had the, um, I think I had the limiteds of these, and because I just didn't want to spend the money, and they're, kind of heavy and you know so um i went through them and i put you know floyd roses on them and everything and then one day i not i got tired of not having the real thing and i restored them all back to regular i sold them off and probably a couple months after that my buddy texted me one night on offer up and he goes hey are these real and this one was there and the skull and snakes was on offer up and they were priced at $500. And I said, uh, no, they're counterfeit. 
And he goes, yeah, I figured. Okay, thanks, bro. And I was like, no problem. So I went to bed that night and I blew the picture up and I was looking and I saw the, the ESP on the neck pickup. And I was like, wait a minute, those are real. So I woke up, I was off the next day, thank God. And, uh, I texted the person that night and I said, Hey, uh, are those guitars still available? And she said the one with the skull on it, or it was a, she, but the person said the, the one with the skull on it sold. And I, but she said, but that tiger one's available. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I think I'm going to take that. And she said, okay. I said, when are you available? She said 12 o'clock tomorrow. So I drove over to the area and, um, I parked, I, I called her. I said, uh, okay, are we still on? She goes, yeah, just come to that. You come to this address and you're gonna have to walk up the driveway. So I walk up the driveway and it's this person's house. They're repainting the stucco. They're just doing all this crazy stuff. And there's a lot going on. And I said, I'm here for the, the tiger guitar. And she goes, oh yeah, sure. So she goes in the house, grabs it, comes out. I open it up. I look at it. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at it. You know, I checked the, I checked the neck. I was, I was looking at everything. I said, okay, everything looks solid. And then I saw the serial number and I knew that it was old. And I said, that's an old one. I said, okay, um, I'll take it. Thank you so much. I, and it came with the ESP case. And uh, then I said, is that skull and snake still available? And she said, yeah, the guy's supposed to be coming to pick it up at six o'clock tonight. And I said, okay. Um, you know, I negotiate every day at work. <laughs> so. Did you uh, leave and then come back with like a mustache and glasses? No, on? I pulled it. I I gave her. I gave her my best salesman. I gave her. Yeah, my I'm best that other guy. Move. I gave her my best sales manager move, and I said, "Okay, this is what I'm gonna do." So uh, she brought the skull and snakes. I go, "Well, can I look at it?" And she goes, "Yeah." So she came out, and I look, and I pulled it down. I'm looking at it, and I said, "Okay, this is legit." And I looked at it, and I said, "Okay, so this is what we're gonna do." Uh, the money's in my car, so I'm going to pay you for this one. And I'm going to give you $100 more. I'm going to give you 600 for that one. I said, so you go ahead and think about that, and I'm going to walk down to my truck. So I walked down <laughs> to my truck, and I pulled out all 20s to make the stack look bigger. <laughs> and I walked back up. The it, This it, this place was a nice house. It, it was a beautiful home. And uh, – in, in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So, like, Paradise Valley is very nice, Scottsdale. Wait know, a minute. Who lived there? So, uh, he was a, he well, he was a chiropractor. But um, but this is a crazy story, man. This is crazy. And my <laughs> girlfriend's like, only you can land on stuff like that. It's insane, <laughs> the stuff you land on. So, I go, so I walk back up. I get a stack of 20s, you know, so I got 1100 in cash in 20s and i, I, w- back I would have gone to the door. bank and got all dollar bills to make it look really huge <laughs> so i go yeah like all dollar bills and uh i go so here you go i said this is for so in one hand i had 500 in the other hand i had six i said so here's for the tiger guitar or you can have the stack for both of them oh. and, and and it was a lady and she goes she looked at her friend and she goes what do you think and she goes, I think that you should do it. And I said, oh, hey, I burned the hands. We're two in the bush. And she goes, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so I got this one. And I got that one for $1,100. And these now, are $4,000 guitars, Johnny, or uh, Robbie. Now, now, the back of that neck, there is no glue seams. No. It's a, it's legit. That's a, let me see the neck heel. 
Okay, so that's probably eighty six. Yeah, maybe eighty seven. Yeah. Probably eighty seven. So that neck, that neck is worth uh, fifteen hundred on its own, and that's all maple. That yeah. body. Yep, man. Yeah, that's a that, like you said. That, that's forty five hundred, five thousand. That guitar right there. So the story gets better. Listen to this. So then, so then I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I just got both these guitars for. <laughs> The, you dated her daughter. Like, no, I go. <laughs> I said I can't believe I got both these guitars for what I got them for. I mean, the, this one is got the ESP stamp on the back, and it's super cool. Uh, it's got the screaming demon in it, which I'm not a fan of. That one is so old; it's got the custom in it. I believe that's a Duncan custom in that guitar. Nice. So, um, yeah, that's a custom. I so, like that guitar, Mister Grit. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Thanks, pal. Um. So I go, hey, if you don't mind me asking, what is going on here? Because there's like a lot of commotion and stuff. And she goes, he died. And I go, oh, my God, are you serious? And she goes, yeah. And he was a big fan of whoever this guy was. And I go, yeah, it's George Lynch. He was in a band called Dokken. And she goes, oh, I remember Dokken. And I was like, yeah. So I started talking. I said, hey, you know, I build guitars. I'm a big Dokken fan. And hey, they're going to a good person. I go, he didn't have any family. And she goes, no, she, he's got a sister. And she paid us to sell off his estate and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. And um, so then I'm getting ready to leave. And she goes, uh, there's something inside that I want you to take. And I think he would want you to have it. And I go, oh, really? And uh, she goes, yeah, hold on a second. So I'm going to go grab it. It's going to take me two seconds, but check this out. This is cool. Oh, my gosh. What do you guys think it is? Look, he just left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't want to see. I'll I'll take him out. Okay, so we don't see what he what he has. Okay, I see what it is. Right, are you ready? Ready to show what it is? In the chat, can you guys guess what he went and got? Is anybody even here? All right, you ready? Look at look at this. Wow, that's nice, Grit. There you go. Look how young he is. Oh, wow. So it's got it's got a cool. It, this is when he was in his steroid usage, when he was uh, when he was weightlifting. But it's still a cool picture. But what's really cool about it is the ticket stubs with the Lynch picks in it, like. This guy really liked Lynch, you know? So. Dang. And this thing's huge, man. I mean, this thing, I will never have a place to put this. I do. You know, <laughs> right there on the it's, wall. It's a beast. I mean, this thing is just huge, man. It's, it's ridiculously huge. Wow. So, so she, anyways, she just gave that, they, they gave that to you. Yeah, she goes, I think that uh, I think that he would want you to have this because you're such a fan as well. Because I started talking to her and I was like, yeah, you know, I got a lot of guitars and I like George Lynch and he's cool. And she's like, yeah, he would want you to have this. And I was like, OK. So she came back out and gave it to me. And I threw in the I go, oh, my God. So I got home and my girlfriend's like, what? Where is that going? And she <laughs> likes George Lynch. She thinks he's handsome. And I go, we'll just put it above the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Grit, I'm really impressed with that. You know, that 
85, 86, reverse banana, you know, 48th Street, ESP neck, beautiful. R5, nice. That's a hard, I mean, that's a that's a hard one to stumble on now, man. I mean, like, you don't, and when you do see them, they're pricey, you know? Well, you can't even find the parts for that. There is one non-tilt at Alien Nation that I think he's selling for, like, 2000 And um, it's, like, Lynch painted, but somebody else did it. But uh, that's probably about the best neck out there. It's been there forever because people aren't going to buy it. But, uh, you know, I've already got my two... Uh, you know, Grail reverse ESP next. One stamped from 82. So, uh, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm not really looking for that kind of stuff anymore. But, uh, yeah, very nice, Mr. Grit. My hat's yeah, off. Yeah, I'll leave that up there. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that. And then uh, he did have another guitar, and I kind of dropped the ball on it because she brought it out, and it was a bangle. Bangle like that. But it was a limited and then come to find out, it's one of the rare limited ones. So I, I, I looked at it and I came back home and did some research and I go, oh, I should have bought it. And then my friend went and got it. And he got it for like 500 bucks too. And then he came over one day and we were talking and I go, hey, why don't you sell me that Lynch? Because, you know, the dead guy won't want me to have all of his guitars together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll sell it to you for a thousand bucks. And I go, well, come on, man. So then like. I think I gave him a thousand bucks for it though, but uh, that's in the uh, that's in the closet. Uh, but it's like one of the more expensive ones. It was a LTD, and I think it's a made in Japan or something like that. And and yeah. they, you know they're they're expensive. So that was right when they started LTD. It was before LTD became like the budget line. You know, I and read that they out. stopped doing those because you couldn't decipher the difference for, from the from the uh, from the ESP and the LTD. They were so close in quality that they stopped doing it, and that's one of the ones that I have. So I was like, you know, it's I gave the guy a thousand bucks for it, honestly. Because but now, now you really have to watch it because uh, ESPs getting those those same that same style of neck done in China, and they have a glued together headstock on it. And people are mm. trying to sell it for a lot of money. So make sure it is not glued. Absolutely make sure because people will try to sell it for fifteen hundred or something and it ain't and it's coming right out of China. So yeah, you gotta watch it. I, I guess a lot of co guitar companies are getting pretty shady. Mm. You know. But yeah, yeah, look out for that. If you're looking for a grail, you know, neck like that, a forty eight street type. Yeah, none of them were glued anywhere on them. Mm -hmm. So that's total ripoff, you know. Yeah, I won't mm -hmm. be getting rid of that one because you can't replace them. I mean, like, where am I going to get those guitars again for 500 bucks? You're not. Right. You know? Have you have you uh, kept in touch with with that lady? And So here's what happened with that. She said, well, it seems like you really know, like, pricing of stuff. And I go, yeah, I'm not too bad. And she goes, well, hey, if you don't mind, I do a lot of the state sales. Can I keep your information together to where, I mean, this guy had so much money. He had life-size predators in his living room, you know, like the, uh, the, the movie, the predator. Oh, I'm good. He had, he had life-size statues. <laughs> he had life-size statues <laughs> and the wall was painted like a jungle. And he had like three predators, life-size standing in his living room. He had a gong, Robbie. 
He had oh, it gone. Oh, wait a minute. Zildjian. I mean, like, Does he still like, have it? All this stuff. I No, this is right about five, six months ago. No, hey, Adam Long here is saying the original uh, Lynch guitar was a Charvel. Now, those came out at, at the Kramer factory for six months. Kramer made a, a, a George Lynch model in 1986 that only lasted until until um, ESP made uh, the Lynch model. So those that came out of Kramer in 86 had the big fat heel, the square heel. They didn't have the, the different neck plate that was chopped on the side for easier access. Hi. Those were only made for six months before he went to ESP to have them made. I disagree with your made, made uh, by Charvel analogy there. Absolutely. And yeah, that I was the Kramer thing. And 85 was when they started to uh, <clears throat> to try to do something with George before he really made it in Japan. And they were they were kind of trying to go that way with it, but it really didn't happen much. And there aren't many of those, the Kramer George Lynch models. Mm. I yeah, saw so one on eBay cool. not too long ago. Well, and they go for a pretty good amount of money, or they should. I know uh, Alien Nation had a couple of them. Uh, I was skeptical of, but uh, yeah, yeah, everything they have is too overpriced. Let's get back to that house, though. That sounds. Wait a minute. So the guy had a gong too. Yeah. So the guy had a. Uh, Did the you guy see had it? A gong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How big what's was? Big? You know what size? The size the one behind Robbie. Did it say oh, Peisty a, on it? That's a paste. That's a 32, but it actually measures almost 34. Do you yeah, think they I still have that gong? Uh, probably not because it was an estate sale. And I remember like a week or two after I bought those guitars, they had the actual estate sale when people came in the house and made offers on everything. So I, I'm pretty sure it's gone. And, and they, they were selling the house because they were painting the stucco. Like everything was happening at once. They were just selling everything off. And mm -hmm. if I would have been a little bit smarter, I probably would have gone in because you said he's got some amps and stuff. And I just kind of felt like I was, I kind of felt like I was stealing those already. So I didn't want to go in there and continue to steal. <laughs> so I was kind of like, all right, well, Hey, let me know if there's something else. That, uh, but, but, but uh, going back to what you asked, she did text me that day and she goes, Hey, what's price on this? What's price on that? What's price on this? So I was helping her price a lot of the stuff that he had, and um, okay so you still knew like you still knew like what was in there so if anything yeah. did come across like like you're like oh i gotta get that yeah you know there was nothing else that was like uh he had a uh a sammy hagar um i can't drive 55 jersey which was pretty cool but i didn't uh go after that and then um but he was a huge lynch fan and she said that she goes he obviously knew him which makes sense because George lived in Cave Creek and Cave Creek and that, that area isn't too far away from each other. So I think this chiropractor guy may have known George because, uh, uh, maybe it know, was his chiropractor. It could have been, you know, it, it could have been, but I mean that, that picture, she came out with that and I was like, Oh my God, uh, you know, this is just huge. Like who pays to get a, picture that big you know so i don't know it just sits in the office and, uh, would you have paid for that 
I mean, they gave yeah. that to you for free. Would you have paid for no. that? No. And then, and then check out this. Check, check out this. This is hilarious. So I had it sitting in the office, and the grandkids come over to sleep in the office. One of them sleeps in the office. And I went in there one night and I go, why is George turned around? Like, like, <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, I don't want her waking up at night getting scared. And I go, why would she get scared? If anything, she'd get inspired, you know? But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was funny. So yeah, so that, so that sits in the office uh, uh, turned backwards to the wall. So. Oh, geez. It's pretty funny. Well, that. That kind of turns into what I'm doing with the with the pre Lynch model using the 1983 JK 1000 or the JK. Actually, it's a LK Lynch Lynch Kramer. The LK ties into this. So what I'm doing because I have the 85 48th Street Grail neck already that I drill and put the R4 nut on the R5. And you guys have seen that already, so I don't feel a need to go get that, mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, <laughs> which is going to go on this guitar. And I had gotten this body a while ago. Now, this is that JK1000 body that I'm going to make into the before Lynch guitar, which was kind of like what Kramer was messing around before they actually did that super late 85 really early 86 small run of the lynch models and i've got the the face of it sanded out and i and i've sanded this lower piece now you all you all know what i what i think about this curve down here and as you can see i took a lot of that that chubbiness out of here and i've flattened it out now it still needs a little bit more up in here it's still got it's still got a little bit right here. That's a little just bit a, of chub. A little bit of chub, yeah, that I'm gonna take out. <laughs> and I'm squaring it off. You can see how it's a lot squarer here. Then when you get up to the horn, you see it's got more curve. And I'm what I'm gonna do is take this all out here, sand it out to make it more uh more square. Because his guitars were squared off. They weren't hmm. they weren't rounded. So uh so that's what I did today, and and I'm trying to get this sent to uh, to Marty Bell to paint before I can get him to paint Mike Olson's 5150. What color you know? are you doing? This is going uh, alpine white, like the Grail. That's cool. And the headstock's going to be white too. You should leave it that color. No. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, Lynch played Charvel's. But I'm talking about uh, Adam Long here. But uh, I'm talking about the guitars that were like specially, specially made for him, you know, because he Is that played. Heavy? He played well. It's Alder. It's not too bad. So I've got a lot of more shaping to do with this. As you can see, I have filled the uh, the the barrel jack. I'm going to make the barrel jack the correct size because this is originally a. Uh, a, a jack plate guitar, which, you know, I'm not going to have. And you can see, if you if you look at the side here, you can see how I flattened it out. I've taken approximately a sixteenth of an inch off the edge. And then when you get over here to where I haven't sanded it yet in this area, 
or you can still see some of the some of the uh, the treatment before paint left on there and you can see where I have to take a little bit more out because I'm using the paint on the uh, on the sides to gauge the thickness of it. Another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take this horn and the horn is close to the pacer special horn but it's a little bit fat under here and it's a little bit rounded up here. So I'm going to uh, reshape this horn kind of like I'm doing the bottom of this body. So it'll be, uh, it won't be as rounded off and it'll be a little bit smaller and we're going to see how it turns out. And then we'll see when I, when I do Mike Olson's body, which I'm also going to, to dye it, if you will. Well, once I get that done, he'll take a look at that horn and um, see what he likes with it. Cause I'm going to try to get this to look more like the Pacer special horn on the 5150. So that's what I was, that's what I was doing today. And it is going to get the neck pickup just like uh, George liked it. It's going to get one neck pickup here. I've already got the 78 custom shop for it from, you know, staggered winding Marcelo Juarez. I filled this hole because it had some sort of stupid Gibson switch in here. So I filled that, and it's going to get one mini three-way toggle like we use at the factory to go from one pickup, both pickups, or, you know, one the other or both. And that'll be the wiring on it. What neck, so, what neck pickup are you going to use? I'm going to get a Seymour Duncan, probably an Alnico 2. Seymour Duncan neck pickup to go with the Alnico 2 9.1 custom shop 78 staggered winding from uh, Marcelo Juarez. Huh. But I'm not going to, I'm not putting the pickup into the wood here. I'm using the, uh, I'm using the, the pickup ring. Of course, the neck pickup's going to go into the wood because that's how it was mounted, but they sit pretty high. And, uh, that, that, that's how I was going to do this one. And, of course, that neck that I got was so lucky to find is going on this one. And this is probably the last guitar I'm going to build for my own. This is probably the last one I'm going to do. You say that I, now. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why they use this different wood on the face here. I think it is wood. It's not plastic like the Ibanez. You know, the Ibanez soaked their whole bodies in, like, uh, some sort of plastic coating. You, know, you should scrape that and see if it's a veneer. No, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to know what it is. If it's level and it's good, if it's glued on and it's good, I'll leave it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with it. You know, <laughs> it's got to be really good too. That's why I'm hand sanding all this out because Mr. Bell is very particular. Everything's got to be, you know level and right there can't be any low spots or he will go like crazy trying to fix it and i don't want him to do that i just want to paint it you know so that's what i did today <laughs> so that's your final guitar you're saying yeah it should be now of course i'm working on the one for mike olson you know because uh -huh. mike olson's a super guy man i'll tell you yeah. what you ever you ever thought you ever thought about making building gongs? No, not at all. I don't have the skill to do that any more than I do to make a, a you know, 
Grail ESP reverse banana one piece, you know, 48th Street custom shop neck. There's no way I will ever get anywhere near that. Absolutely no way. And there's no way that I would ever have the skill to be able to make a gong to make it sound like this. It would probably just sound like a Zildjian or something. Oh. If you've ever heard a Zildjian gong, you'd know what I meant. Mm, I don't know. It's kind of like a trash can. Kind of like this uh, symbol I got over here, the dang China symbol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know who made that China symbol, but someday I'll get a good China symbol. I'd like to get a really big ride symbol too, but that's way down the road. Mm -hmm. Now, in, in uh, when, uh, <laughs> hey, Adam, you know, people play a lot of guitars, man, and it's cool. Everyone can have their own opinion. All I know is what I saw when I, when I saw him and, the kind of stuff we were trying to do for him at the time, because uh, I was there, which I hate to say. Now, in Gong news, there is Gong news. If 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 uh, that's a thing, there's been a paste 36 inch Gong that comes with a stand and a mallet. Although the stand is a low one, like it's not like the one I got here that holds the Gong up. This is like uh, it's called a C shape. It's made out of like bent box tube and it goes really close to the ground what, this wait, what is it it's it's uh it's a c stand paste makes a c stand but it's really low to the ground and this is a 36 inch paste gong that this guy in california is selling but it's brilliant it doesn't have the the burns on the sides like this one has it looks more like my 36 that I had to take all the finish off of because it's so dang old, you know. So it's all shiny. And uh, it comes with a mallet and the stand, and I think he wanted uh, $1,700 for it and like $250 shipping. So it's a it's a great deal, especially for a 36, but I I got my heart set on the 38. I want the big round stands. So it, look, it looks like these? Looks like this? Yeah, that's the that's the C stand, and that that sits you know close to the to, close to the ground. That's cool, as you can say. And I I'd like my gong stand higher, of course. But uh, it comes with that stand, and it comes with the mallet, with the thirty six inch brilliant gong, and it's probably around two thousand out the door, which is a smoking deal for a thirty six. This guy also has another one. He has a 38 sound creation gong. The 38 sound creation gong is a $3,500 gong. Oh, nice kitty. And uh, it's, it's, he's selling that one for, uh, I think it's $2,800, $2,700, but it has $300 shipping. It does not come with a stand when it comes to a mallet. That is a really good deal, too. That's a 38. But I've already got my gong ordered, and it's all I could do to try to get it. And it's been like a lifelong thing, you know, to uh, to do for me. So that's gong news. There's also a 20-inch gong for sale for $300, but it's it's got a dent in it. If you can hammer it out, more power to you. Good question, Adam. Good question. 
staggered windings is more winding on one bobbin than the other. This is something Edward did to make it sound out of phase amongst itself to help with that, to help with that sound that he had. Uh, it's not something that really works well with, uh, you know, a manipulated sound, if you will. But coming out of an all-tube amp like a Marshall Plexi, it, it makes it sound really cool. And those are all the those are all the, the pickups I use because the 78 Custom Shop from Seymour Duncan all have staggered windings. They're not staggered too much. As a matter of fact, uh, they're probably about a five. They're probably five more on one side than the other. Um, now, uh, uh, Lindsay, Lindy, Lindy, uh, Lindy Fralin almost wound me a custom one. I couldn't, he has bigger windings. He's got bigger bobbins or they're actually, they're thinner bobbins. So you can fit more wire because it has to be 24 gauge wire. That's what, you know, what they did for Ed in 78 when Seymour did those pickups for him. And, uh, you could put more windings on them. And I was going to go a little extreme. I was thinking, well, let's go 9.5 instead of 9.1. And let's stagger more on, you know, of course, I want it on the slug side because I want it to be warmer. If you stagger on the adjustment on the screw side, then you're going to get a trebly, a more trebly tone, which is something I absolutely don't want because I want the warmest I can get for the best kind of feedback that I use in my sound. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's basically what, uh, you know, scatterwound is different, Jimmy. Scatterwound isn't uh, staggered. Scatterwound is when you wind it, you wind up and down, you know, uh, more, more uh, you know, wildly. When they wind a pickup with the jig, it comes out very, cons very consistent where the wires are. Um, if you use a scatter, they're 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 winding the the the, the wires a little little chaotically on it. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting um, that that that's interesting too. And hello, Jimmy, how's it going, man? You know, and yeah, randomly, yes, that's good, that's good. And that that helps the sound become out of phase too. It's like if you got two pickups on your guitar, right? and you want them to not be out of phase so they sound like normal, then you put them in, you know, how they're supposed to go in with the, you know, the pull pieces on the side that's consistent with most guitars. If you take that, that neck pickup and you flip it over and you put it in that neck, so, you know, the slugs and the screws are reversed, then you're going to get that. You're, you're going to get that uh, out of phase sound. If you're looking for it, it's cool as hell. If you're not, it isn't. But I've done that on guitars, too, because I just really dig it myself. That's just my personal. Nice questions. Oh, mm -hmm. and thank you for listening to Gong News here at Johnny Bean TV, home of yeah, Gong. Yeah, yeah. But also, let me ask you this really quickly. Do you, do you normally, would somebody normally keep a gong that close? Is that like a bed right there? It could be. This guy that's selling these two. Uh, he's in, he's got him in a garage. He's got one hanging from chains from the rafters. He has the right gut. You know, the string made a gut for it, but he doesn't really have a stand. 
that looks like that might be a little that that's probably about a 24 so it's not really that big and it's new it's got the you know it's got your ring around it like that um mm. that's not a bad little gong with the stand but it's not very big either you can see it's barely up to the shelf i'd say that might be a 22 or 24 you know hmm. too small huh what is to me i mean i have the 30 i've got the 32 that's almost 34 i'll have the it's 38 yeah so, i'll have the 38 and then um so what's okay so so having having bigger welcome to gong talk you guys <laughs> Wow, wow, it's a baby gong. Wah. So <laughs> baby gong. Baby gong. So what's the difference? Do you guys we actually lost ten people while you were talking, Robbie, so I don't know if I want to keep talking oh, about you this. always say that. No, it's true. I was watching the numbers and plus Ron was fell asleep. Um <laughs> well, be nice, Johnny. Come on. That's no, true. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no. Okay. With the different sizes of gongs, like the bigger is it? Is it just a, the deeper the sound and the, they're louder? That's yes. what I'm assuming. Yes, that that's true. And when you hit a gong, is there like a tone? Like is it is like in tune? Like it like like how you have you you know a lot of people Absolutely. don't know this unless you play drums. You actually have to tune the drum heads. Oh, of course. You know, that's then, why when you hit one, it's like, blah. you actually have to tune that stuff. With cymbals, with, with gongs, you'd get the, the different sizes for different different tones or, or tunings. Yes, exactly. And right. they're very precisely hammered. And hello, Octopus here. It's, it's, it's a very major skill to do that, that, to be able to hammer them. Because if they hit one little hammer off, the guitar, the, the whole gong's out of tune, and, and all they can do is melt it down. So yeah, you know. So uh, that's what I was saying about he's selling that thirty-eight Sound Creation gong. Now the Sound Creation gong, this is a symphonic, so it is very versatile. You can get a number of tones out of it by depending where you hit it. Tones you know? and uh, a lot of different sounds. The Sound Creation gong has super awesome overtones and it really has a great sound, but it's kind of a one trick pony. You know, it's like you could get great overtones out of it and there are methods to it, but uh, you can't, it, it's not a standalone gong. Like if I had a sound creation 38, it really wouldn't be any good without a corresponding 38 symphonic, if you will. So if like next year, if I can ever afford to get a sound creation gong, because they do sound awesome, they're more of an accent to, to the actual gonging going on. And I probably would be satisfied with the 32 size, which would only cost about 1800 you know. So, uh, you know, that would be next year if I don't have to have my hip replaced. But uh, I know that scares the shit out of me. I'd rather hey, replace I think you've always hip. been hip. <laughs> well see now there's a whole new thing the octopus is talking about oriental symbols and gongs and a lot of those are made out of brass uh some are warmer some aren't is that the right term oriental symbol i don't i don't know it... 
Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I don't think you should be saying that. Now there are there are China symbols that uh, you know have uh, different tones and stuff. I don't have a page. Laz, help us out here. I have a Wuhan China symbol, which is decent. I've got this thing. Oh my god! Easy, Ron. No, no, no. I got this thing over here, which isn't all that great, but. Uh, you know, yeah, that's why I go for the paste gongs. They're very quality, high quality. They're the best. Heisty. And they have paste and they have the they're usually more expensive <laughs> because there's a lot more, a lot more onto them. There's a lot of companies that make gongs out there and you hit them, they sound like a trash can or something. So, you know, for me, I need the symphonic. I, I need that. I need that. The the bloom out of the sound. I need all the all the different uh, sounds you can get out of it, you know. All right, Laz, pasty to you, fine. You've never, you don't have any paste symbols, so come on. <laughs> yeah, Laz. You know, Mike Olson just said that he learns a lot from the show. That's pretty cool, man, because, I mean, like, that's why I watch YouTube. You know, it's cool to watch these guitar shows and pick something up. I mean, you'll pick something up from regardless of, you know, whatever. He's talking about go whatever you gong watch, show. So. That's Shut cool there. that somebody's getting something out of it. That's cool. Whether it's gong or guitar or whatever. You know, cool gong tar. Yeah. <laughs> Gatong. <laughs> I said gatong. Well, obviously, it means a lot to me, and it always has my entire life. I mean, you know, I got that. I got the thirty-inch gong when I was, you know, in nineteen seventy-eight. So, you know, I've had that all my life. You were born in seventy-eight. No, I was born in nineteen sixty-two. I knew that was coming. <laughs> wow. But I've always, I've always played Zeppelin. You know, and if she plays John Bonham, you basically have to have a gong or you're, you know. Alex used a 50-inch paste gong, Adam. A 50-inch paste gong symphonic like this one, but a buttload bigger, and it costs $10,000. So it's expensive gong. Uh, what's, the, what's the biggest gong there is? Well, paste makes an 80-inch uh, gong. And that cost, I believe, $28,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of gong. My house isn't big enough for it. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy. Wow, Jimmy Ray, you were born in 69? Wow, I didn't know I was older than you are. The world's biggest gong. Well, they, they have bigger gongs made by Did different you, companies. You ever seen this? No, th there is the world's biggest gong ever. It's uh, measures five point fifteen miles millimeter. I don't know. It's sixteen point eight feet. Sixteen feet. How many inches is that? Well, count sixteen feet side by side. So that's twelve times sixteen. I've got a calculator here. Does anybody know math? Meters? Here we go. 
I have a photo of it right here, but it's not next to anything that where we can tell how big it actually is. Good day, eh? That according to this, <laughs> that's a, that's 192 inches. So that's it, really really big. Yes. Would you like to have that going? Oh my gosh! No, actually, I wouldn't because I really like oh paste gongs. They no, have... look at this, Robbie. <laughs> I just found your dream gong, and I said gong. Okay, look. Look at this. I didn't realize how big this was until I saw the cars underneath it. Wow. <laughs> look at that. Wow, oh, man, gosh. that's huge, huh? <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. Imagine that thing. Oh my. oh my! I think Robbie's gong goals just got a lot larger. That'd be a good <laughs> gong be a cool photo opportunity. I'm doing all I can to, to try to get this one, and I hopefully we'll get next month. We are down to 25 days now. 25 days. Look at that! Yeah, that's look. Uh, there's cars under there. Those are Matchbox. <laughs> yeah, Lewis wants to know what the mallet looks like. I don't even want to know. I didn't see the guy that plays that. That probably is for waking up the town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, you're awake. Oh, my gosh. Leave it to Johnny to find that thing. Uh, we have to actually find the sound of that thing. I think. Oh my! Is that iced tea? That's iced okay. tea. I got it today. Lift the lift, Johnny. <laughs> now, now, you know I'm an alcoholic, so take it easy. I haven't had a drink in 37 years. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that first thing. Okay. Oh my gosh, these gongs. Dude. Biggest gong in the world. Where is that? <laughs> no, I'm just keep going with it, man. I can The world's largest oh. Oh my gosh. Can we hear this? We gotta hear this thing, man. Get ready, Robbie. Uh, oh, wait. Huh? You just sent me that? Oh, I sent you the, the uh, sound creation. And I'll send you the brilliant, too. I got to hear this. Do they play this or they just show it? I don't know. Oh, I don't think that I don't think this gong is actually played. Really? Well, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> I see these gong videos where people are like on there and they never, they never ring it out. It's like, it's too big. Oh yeah, this gong isn't actually played. Somebody play the damn gong. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's it's how they make actually, them, though. It's not actually played. That's how they make the gongs. I mean, they, they pound them and stuff. Oh, you got that video. That's the, that's the paste one? The factory one? That's <laughs> no. nice. That's not a guy at paste making that. Look at that. He's not wearing shoes. Oh, it's just some guy. <laughs> that's China. They're, they're actually, like, making... For God's sake, though. he's not you. even wearing shoes. He's not even wearing shoes. Although you worked in a factory, Robbie. I don't know. Maybe that's how it is. I worked at several factories. Yeah, no, these guys, they're, see, they're, they're actually. I always wear that. shoes. Yeah. But I do have, I do have a, a video from uh, the, the paste factory. It's not very long either. Were you there? No, I wasn't there, but it's a fascinating. It's only a few minutes long. Hello, Laz. Laz, what time is it? Oh, we're after two hours. You guys, we're doing a giveaway. Peggy. Okay. How are you guys feeling? Are you, are you all right? You're okay? Yeah. My voice is a little rough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Should we... uh, Yeah, because normally we do like two hours. Um, Three hours. Three? Are we we doing three? Whatever you want to do. I'm good. I mean, I I start to feel bad the later it gets. How many people are in the chat? For me, me, it's only like ten. Yeah, there's like three people here. (laughs) uh no it says about 60 wow yeah we got about 60 people here it keeps going between 61 62 okay yeah you guys want to win we'll give this away and let's let's say in like uh 20 minutes 30 minutes okay 30 minutes we'll give this away okay so you guys Press a number in the chat. Uh, say something in the chat. How, how many, uh, let's see, how many entries do we got? We have 51 entries. So if you'd like to win this, say something. Huh? All right. All right, so we'll, we'll keep going for a little bit. Um... Yeah, that what uh, guitar are you playing tomorrow night for the uh, for the <clears throat> ASMR show? Uh, probably this one. Yeah, that one right there, the Kramer Beretta. I got the Kramer Beretta special right there with, with the, the Vega Tram. Vega Tram. Echo. Echo. One sec. Hang on, I just took a, a swig of my Waterloo. I'm trying to burp. No, you just get choked up when you talk about Vegatron. Oh, yeah. I love Vegatron so much. The guys, hey, Alice. Scotty, I just, uh, I just sent you the paste gong fabrication video. Thank you. On WhatsApp. I finally got <laughs> I know. I just saw it. <laughs> cool. Right Thank on. You. Thank you so hey, much. That's a gong sound. <laughs> 
All right, so I'm probably playing this guitar tomorrow. Well, I got several guitars to play. But we got this one here, guitar ASMR. And then what was going on? There's something going on tomorrow. Oh, oh, the uh the Sonic Cake pedals. I was going to I was going to feature Sonic Cake pedals like the the Levitate, the Tone Group and the Warp Dimension. So tune in tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. The um the link is actually already there. The video. So you can actually already go to my channel, which I guess you're already here right now. Uh, right? Is anybody awake? Here, I'll, I'll get. Let me get, actually. Let's wait. Is it there? Yeah, there it is. Okay, get shareable link. Here we go. Okay, you guys, I'm gonna give you the link. I want everybody to smash, smash the thumbs up on on tomorrow night's video. That'd be cool. Hello, Alice. Hello, Alice. <laughs> okay, we got two thumbs ups on tomorrow night's video. Smash the thumbs up on tomorrow night's video. There's the link right there. Sm open up another browser. Smash that thumbs up. Tune in tomorrow night. I'll be featuring the Sonic Cake pedals, the Levitate, the Tone Group, and the Warp Dimension. Their awesomeness. Mike Olson says smashed. I see you in the chat for tomorrow night. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I'll be featuring those pedals tomorrow night on Guitar ASMR. I'll, maybe I'll be playing a couple of different guitars. I think so. It'll be cool. And don't forget, Tuesday, exclusively Van Halen. OU81 Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. We'll be uh, doing a giveaway. We'll be giving away the Life magazine, uh, the, the Van Halen issue. It was recently reissued. I picked a few of them up. So we'll be giving uh, one of those away this Tuesday. And then don't forget, tonight we're giving away a wireless speaker. So everybody wake up and participate in the <laughs> chat. I know. After we, we talked about gongs for like an hour. Um. <laughs> Bam. Everybody wake up. Yeah, right. Carl Palmer had a big, big gong too, Raymond. Uh, it was probably a 36. That's what Pink Floyd used. Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd used gongs? I thought they used, um, uh, what's that pedal called? Albatrosses. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there, I'll take him out before he comes back in. There we go. Um, thank you guys. Smash that thumbs up on tomorrow night's video too. Please, please, please. Smash those thumbs ups. Please. Oh, you're back. Okay. <laughs> I went to go put that picture back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that dude, that was, ah, oh, dude. Yeah, it's it's cool. Hey, do you guys something? I guess something cool to talk about is young guitar. You guys ever get these? When I was younger, <laughs> I've I've had a couple of them. The ones with the Van Halen on the cover. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I mean, the ones with the Van Halen on the cover, 
You have them? Oh my gosh. Well, there's a couple. <laughs> this is the one you're talking about. Guitar Man? No, I've never owned that. I know all about it, though. So, um, and then there's this one, the tribute that came out. That's, I mean, look how thick that is. Oh, wow. And I think this is all of the young guitar Van Halen stuff. But uh, I was going to tell you that this one I just got is pretty cool. I, I was watching another podcast, and the guy was talking about it. And it's cool because... It's got Eddie's, uh, it's got a whole bunch of artists in it. I wish I could read Japanese and make it a little bit cooler, but, um, it's cool because it goes into, uh, Edward. It's the, it's the balance tour. So it goes over all of his amps. Oh, Wow. And shows his setup. <clears throat> and it's just cool, man. I mean, like, uh, but it's got a ton of artists in it. But the coolest young guitar I've gotten as of late was this, because you don't see these guys together. And I saw this, and I, it was breathtaking for me. But this was a cool young guitar. There you go. Oh, oh, wow. So, I mean, that's just... That's that that album covers well over a thousand words for me. They're all standing there with their signature guitars. I mean, like, that's your uh, favorite, isn't that? Isn't that your top three? Didn't you just say that earlier? Well, I mean, now the Ed's gone. I mean, those Jake. are my those are two of my top three. I mean, Jake is Jake's up there. I mean, everybody liked Jakey Lee, right? What's there not to like about Jakey Lee? The guy was super cool and super humble and super nice and just a beast on a guitar, you know? So. We. We were at a we were at a Nam show. Actually, there's a video. There should be a video on this channel actually uh, from a Nam show uh, four years ago, maybe. Um, uh, Jakey Lee and and George Lynch. Was it them? No, it was it was Jake and uh, Demartini. Mm -hmm. They were signing together. Yeah. Well, they were. You know that uh, you know that Jake was in rap before Demartini was. Because no. Jake got the job to go in, uh, uh, <clears throat> Jake got a job to go in another, I'm going to remember the band name here in a second, but, uh, um, he was in rat, he was in Mickey rat and then Disney sued him because they couldn't use the name Mickey rat. And, uh, so <laughs> Jake had left, Jake was leaving and Demartini and him were roommates. And he said, well, do you want the rat gig? And Demartini said, I'll take the rat gig. So he went on to uh, now I forgot which band he went to, but uh, and then he and then after that he wasn't in the band for very long. I think they did one album, and then he and then Ozzy picked him up and he went to go play with Ozzy. But I mean, yeah. those guys know each other. All those guys knew each other, you know. So did you know that George Lynch was actually hired for Ozzy but never played a show? Yeah, yeah. And then he fired George in front in front of, of Jake. Jake. Yeah. Yep. Because of his hair. They said that Jake had better hair. They uh they hadn't even heard Jake play yet. Supposedly when when Ozzy made the decision to fire to not hire Lynch because Lynch yeah, there's interviews with Lynch saying that he was on the road with Ozzy 
and yeah, they were the, uh, he did the sound checks and stuff. Yeah, he was doing sound checks. Yeah, and and like warming up and like you know getting the groove of the tour and everything. And then uh, Jakey Lee came in. They brought Jakey Lee, and I guess Sharon and George didn't gel too well, from what I yeah. Uh, Sharon Sharon didn't want him because his shorter hair. He yeah. had short hair because he was flipping freaking burgers. He couldn't have long hair. Food industry he was working at, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, Louis Villarreal said Badlands. I mean, you talk about a band. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, like, all that Badlands stuff is, was super good. Yeah, I, I forgot, man. I'm totally drawing a blank, but it was like, uh, I forgot what uh, what band he was going, uh, that Jake went to. And then uh, and then it didn't last very long. He went to Ozzy. Hmm. Somebody in the chat knows. The best story, uh, I went to a, a, a really good story. I was at San Diego uh, uh, Guitar Trader. There was a place in San Diego called Guitar Trader. And uh, I don't even know if it's still open. It probably isn't. But uh, George Lynch came in and he did a signing and got up on stage and played. And um, they go, does anybody have any questions? And I said, yeah, uh, George, is it true that you went to Warren Martini's daughter's birthday party and uh, took uh, took his, uh, took his Martini's amp home, walked out with it? And he said, how do you know about that? And I go, I just heard about it. And he goes, yeah, that's a true story. He said that he was leaving, uh, that uh, Rat had just come off tour, and his heads were by the front door, and Lynch took it. <laughs> He took his head and Warren was looking for his head and Lynch had it the whole time. <laughs> he was hiding it? No, he took it and it was like using it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> funny. And then I, I talked to uh, I talked to Lynch's guitar tech when they were out here and he goes, man, George has so much so much gear and he's loaned so much stuff out throughout the years he doesn't even know what he had. You know. Oh, look at that. Uh, G. Bush now said the guitar trade has been closed for quite a few years. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Oh. That's too bad. That place was cool. Oh. Yeah, there's a guy named Lauren there that I used to always deal with. Lauren was in a uh, ACDC tribute band, and the owner looked like Tom uh, Tony Iommi. Identical. Like, every time I went in there, I was like, man, it's Tony Iommi. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's the owner of Guitar Trader. Just like him. <laughs> I Maybe it was. Iron him. Man. <laughs> I own Guitar Trader. <laughs> Thank you for the shout-outs, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Atomic Punk just got here. Maybe we'll get some pictures tonight of the Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> <laughs> Atomic Punk, here. Here you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> He put a, he put his face on a dog last night. <laughs> I saw weird. that. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Saw that. That's <laughs> 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 funny. <laughs> he, he said, "I'm on it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh. Man. Yeah, so if you guys get a chance, check out those uh, young guitars. You'll find them on eBay. I get them off eBay. I mean, they're like twenty-five bucks shipped <laughs> from um, 
shipped from Japan, but they're they got some cool pictures in them. I mean, like it's, it seems like the Japanese market always gets something a little better than what we get over here. They get a better, they get some better stuff sometimes. Oh yeah, those yeah. things they were always just packed with just awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had, like I said, you know, I had some of the Van Halen ones years ago and I mean, yeah, it's, it was too bad that we couldn't actually read a lot of that stuff, but from the photos, mm. I mean, you could kind of tell what, what they were saying kind of, and, and every once in a while, you know, there'd be a, a word in English. Yeah. And so you could kind of tell what's, what's going on, but, um, the cool one was the one that had a picture of all, of all of Ed's guitars and it's guitar, man. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Yeah. It's got all, it's got like all of his guitars in it, you know, oh, like the PVs. all lined up and That's yeah. like the 98 tour or something, right? And then it's got uh the Ernie Balls, the Kramers. Yeah. It's got all of them. Yeah, somebody had PDF'd that whole thing at one point. And so I have a PDF version of it. But I've I've never had the actual. Uh, but it's a book, right? Yeah, it's kind of a magazine, but it's really a book. Yeah, yeah, a book. Yeah, I I would agree. It's a book. It's it's high quality. Yeah, I haven't looked at this in a while. Maybe I'll keep this out and look at it. It's cool to look at. Oh man, Johnny, who who had all those guitars I sent you pictures of the other day? You said they were robbed or somebody who. All those ones. Oh yeah, Rob Rob, jo Rob Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He's he's um, he uh, he used to be on this show all the time years ago. Uh, I've we've known I've known him for since 1999. However long ago that is. Twenty-four. Uh, but yeah, those those are all um, uh, replicas that he that he built. You know himself. And anytime we would find like a new photo of a guitar of Eddie playing, like, like something we'd never seen, he's one of the first people right on it to build a replica of that. You know, who's that guy that, uh, yeah. like Robbie, I, I'm sure Robbie knows who he is. Who's the guy that's got all the Van Halen <clears throat> guitars. What's that guy's name? Robbie. Eddie? No, he's got every guitar. Like he's got the, the, the double necks. Um, I don't know. It sounds like you're talking about Rob Johnson to me, man. Yeah, I think that's him. There's that, one that or two people. Crazy stuff, yeah. You're talking that's about. Crazy. You're, you're the Scott talking Smith about. Scott Smith is one of them, right? Scott Smith. Scott Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Smith was one of the first guys to to be building all those replicas, and and uh, you know a photo would be posted on the internet of like his collection, and years ago people thought that was Eddie's collection. Yeah. They actually thought those were Eddie's guitars, and it's like yep. no. It's not. Um, but then after Scott Smith, uh, Rob Johnson was one of the one of the first people really on, on the Internet. Um, and then I brought him aboard these shows back mm -hmm. seven years ago. I mean, go back on this channel. You'll, you'll find all that stuff mm -hmm. um, of, uh, you know, guys that made, you know, replicas of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, but I don't think he does his stuff, does he, Rob Johnson? I think somebody does it for him, right? He does. Scott yeah. Smith did his own stuff. He does some of it. I know he says it out. I think he does. He does his own relicing on some of them. 
I think he works on some necks. He's had some really rare necks and stuff. Yeah, those guys he's, got some cool he's stuff. He's been doing a long time. I mean, he's done quite a bit. So. That guy's basement, or the guy's setup is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my God, that guy's got everything. Yeah, it's a basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. We don't have basements out here. No, we don't either. Yeah. <laughs> we did back in Detroit. If I was still living in Detroit, I would have a basement. That's where uh, uh, Like is at, Jerry Leica. I think Jerry Leica is still in Detroit, right, uh, Robbie? Huh? Jerry Leica? <laughs> he doesn't know who he is. I don't know him either because he's he always on friend me all the time. Oh, really? Every time he would send me a friend request, I'd accept him. And then like a month later, he'd unfriend me like all the oh. time. And I'm like, what's up with that? And and it's just so I, so I don't even know the guy. Yeah. My buddy was really good friends with him, like uh, like really good friends to the point to where um, I guess Jerry Leica had a contact with Scotty Ross and Scotty Ross got my buddy backstage for the 95 for the balance tour. And he got mm-hmm. pictures with Ed and they went and had lunch. Uh, Alex Van Halen, Scotty Ross and Jerry Leica, I guess. The story went, I don't know how this goes, but I guess the story went that Scotty Ross and Alex Van Halen came out and said, where's a place to get pizza around here in Detroit? And Jerry said, hey, I I know of a good place. And that was it. Scotty Ross gave him his phone number and said, hey, man, I I got your back. And, you know, every time they came to town, he had uh, he had backstage and he took my buddy with him. And uh, yeah, so so he got to go backstage and everything. In, In 95? Yeah, that was balance. So yeah, I the picture Dang. is from the balance tour. Wow. Yep. That's good. But cool. that, uh, that guy did really good relics too. I went over to his apartment one day with with my buddy and uh I I played him and they were I was just overwhelmed because that was the time when there was no internet. And the only thing you saw was like pictures of stuff, you know? And uh this guy was like, "Yeah, this guy builds like awesome Eddie Van Halen guitars and I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen one of these in real life. You know, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's wow. it's funny, too, because we get numb to it. I mean, like like the first time you see one of those, like the first time you saw Ernie Ball Music Man, it was like magical. Now you pick one up and you're like, eh, yeah, it's cool. You know? I don't know. Okay. Most people don't see them now. Man, I I went out to L.A. It's funny you say that because I went out to L.A. not too long ago, and this guy said he had one, and I said, okay, I'm going to come get it. I go, how much you want for it? He goes, seven grand. And I said, okay, it was some music store in um, – it was right outside of uh, – it was in Santa Monica, I think, and uh, some guitar store, and I went down there, I walked in, and it was hammered. The guy goes, oh, yeah, I'll be right back, man. He brings it out like it's some kind of gift, and I was like, hmm. I go, yeah, it looks great, man. And he goes, yeah, seven grand. I'm firm on it. I go, okay, well, I don't carry around that kind of money, so let me go run over to the bank. And I ran to my truck and never went back. <laughs> seven thousand dollars, and it was it was like the guitar was totally trashed. It was it was. T- I, I I mean, my big thing for guitars is because I know that was John's big thing is string alignment. The the low E was hanging out the side of the neck. You know, that basswood over years of being worked, you know, that's a soft wood, you know, the and witchy? you can tell that the low, the low E was e? hanging out the side of the fretboard. Oh, 
Because on mine, the high E hangs off the side of the neck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can fix that. You know. Actually, I'd rather have the high E hanging off than the low E because if it's the low E hanging off, you gotta, you know, you've got to fill that side of the neck pocket to get it to line up. If it's the high E, you can just sand the inside of the neck pocket, and you can line that up better. But uh, yeah, string mm-hmm. alignment's a no bueno for me. I walked in there, I looked at it, and I was like, eh. He goes, yeah, seven thousand dollars firm, and I was like, okay, man. Well, I don't carry that kind of money around, so let me run over to the bank. He goes, okay, <laughs> and I, I went, got my truck, and I called my girlfriend immediately, and I was like, that thing's a piece of crap. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You're like, lock the doors. Yeah. What color was it? Amber. Hmm. I think it's still on reverb. Really? I saw it on reverb originally. Oh, reverb. How do you spell it? V reverb. I'm gonna see if I can find. I want to. I want to see what this looks like. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah, he wanted seven grand for it. Uh, I'll tell you which one it is. It's uh, it's in Santa Monica. Carnival Music Man. Uh, do you remember what year it was? The guitar. I don't know. It's a. It's uh. Let me see. I was just down near Santa Monica. I could have gone it was down. The, and, and it was a really cool mom and pop shop. I mean, like, it's it's the kind of mom and pop shop you walk in and you find something cool. Yeah, that's it right there. I'm pretty sure. You see it? What? Oh, uh, how'd you find that? Yeah, this is what, it right here. What's a key word that I can look up? Uh uh, it's under Alex's Gear Emporium. Uh, he wanted uh, he wanted seventy nine ninety nine for it at the time. He's come down to sixty four ninety nine now. But uh, it's a, uh, just type in Ernie Ball Van Halen. It's a nineteen ninety two gold translucent. Oh my spelling is horrible. The ba- the back of the neck had a really good figure, right. and I go, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't look that bad, and um, so yeah, but when I got there, the low E was like hanging off the side of the. I go, ah, I'm not I'm not doing that. Is this it? Six four nine nine. Yeah, six four nine nine is the cost of it now. With a hundred and fifty dollars that... shipping. Wait a minute. Let's look at this, because from from a distance, it, it looks really nice. I know it does. That's why I spent the time to sit in that Hollywood traffic on the four hundred five, and I was like, <laughs> "Just oh my ride God, a bird that, scooter. You know, You'll be there in a yeah. second. I'm gonna do it." And I got there, and it was just hammered. And I was like, "Wow, that was really disappointing." But uh, yeah. look at this. Okay. Six, that, yeah, six, don't seven. buy that guitar. The string alignment's <laughs> off. Uh, it was hammered on the back. And it looks really good. It, it looked really good. I mean, from I from here, I mean, it looks yeah, looks good. I mean, there, there's something going on here, unless that's fuzz from the case. Yeah, it's hammered. It's hammered. Let's see. I wouldn't buy Hammer it. Time. Hammer time. But in all fairness, it is a 1992. It's an old guitar, so really, it's kind of ridiculous for me to say that's my guitar. My no. guitar is a 92. Yeah. This looks brand new. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, look at the figure on the back of that. It looks really... Yeah, it looks like mine. Yep. When's the last time you've seen yours, Johnny? <laughs> that might be it. 
I know. That might be my guitar. There was a guy in here. Um, no, that, that top is not mine. That top is more... Uh, it's quilted, kind of, but it's not that good of a top. It's it's kind of a, a weird... Yeah, it's kind of a... I mean, how many days has that been on for? You could look on there. It'll tell you, tell you how many days it's been on for. Uh, it's been a Listed, year. Yeah, it's been on there for a year, so... I think it looks really good until you get there and you're like, eh. Yeah. No. Wah, wah. I think I bought oh, something else that trip, though. I think I came home with something. Or, or maybe that's a trip I didn't come home. Every time I go out to see my son, my son lives in Simi Valley, so I go out and go guitar shopping, and I usually come home with something. But Wait I think this is the time I came home with nothing. Look, Let's look at that string alignment. I mean, up It'll there, be it looks, towards the, doesn't yeah. look bad up there. But, but see, there's no straight-on shots, and that's where you see it. And that's where I got, because trust me, I'm super picky when it comes look, to look, that Look at all the bird's eye in the headstock. Yeah. yeah, I went to go buy that guitar, and I was like, "Man, you wanted seven grand." That looks... And then I was like, "Well, I got to pay sales tax on top of that too." And I was like, "Nah, doing that." It does hmm. look nice, though, right? Looks like a nice guitar. Yeah, I mean, from from this, I mean, it, it looks pretty nice. But he told me that he didn't see. think the case was original. I said the case is definitely original. That's it is? an original case. That's a definitely original case. For sure. Mine came with a gig bag. So I, I yeah, never so, had some a of them did. case. Yeah, some of them did come with gig bags. Hmm. And look, there's other stuff back there. Look at that. That's the, that's the guy's uh, uh, register Cash back ready. there. Yeah. yeah, that's where he cashes out at. He didn't cash <laughs> me out, though. That's where the $7,000 goes, right in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That looks pretty good. You're, you're thinking about it now again, huh? No. But see, it, you can, you can reading, fix it. You no, can. I'm reading. Well, here's the thing. First of all, it's too much money. That's my opinion. Uh uh, G. Bushnoff said that it's an easy fix. It is an easy fix. I mean, you pull the neck off. You, uh, I mean, like, Look, if you know how to do that repair. There's a guy back there. <laughs> is that him? I think that's him. Do you remember? No. No, it was an old guy. He couldn't really walk. Um, but I still wouldn't spend that much on that. And I think that's where him and I are on the same sheet of paper. I, you know, I looked at it and I kind of talked myself out of it by finding all the imperfections. I was like, you know, seven grand, man, because you'll never get more. I don't think you'll get more for that guitar than 7,000. I don't think it's, I think that's all the money plus some for that guitar. That's my opinion. Now, having that extra screw in there, because it has five screws in the neck heel, does, yeah. does that make it harder for you to, to tweak that neck to try to align it better? No, uh, all you're going to do is, uh, I mean, the, the way that I would, uh, um, the, the way that I would fix that is on the base side, I would pull the neck and then I would just, uh, super glue build up, uh, on the, on the edge and then sand that out and then just keep putting the neck back in until you, you know, you would build up that side of the base side of the neck pocket and push the neck to where it's going to push the neck in to where you'll get your give yourself some more room there you know 
Epoxy? No, I would use no. super glue, a, a thick super glue. I, I wasn't alone on that one. Yeah. I See, wouldn't with me, I always, put epoxy I, anywhere near that guitar. I, I, I use pieces of wood and uh, type on to them in there before I sand it out. Yeah, you're, well, you, you can do that, but um, uh, super glue uh, will be... Uh, will be super glue will suffice, and plus it'll be easier to uh touch that up uh with paint. You're and then and then you're gonna have to, you know, that's why I always like doing black guitars because you know, once you do your if your alignment's off, you just take a sharpie pen and hit it, and you'll never see it on now, that she, guitar. You're gonna see a buildup, whether it's a wood shim or whether it's super glue, you're gonna see a buildup on that. So, well, gee, uh. Not all guitars, the next shift. Uh, the ones I've built, the necks are so tight in there, they don't move at all. Well, usually what that comes from is over sanding the neck pocket when they build. That's usually where that comes from. You know, it comes from them over sanding. And that's why when you go to sand a neck after it comes out of paint, you don't keep hogging on it until you go past the paint. Because it, you, everything should be pre-fit prior to going to the booth. So you should be able to know how everything's fit. And then once it comes out of the booth, you don't hog on the neck pocket because that's where your neck alignment uh, will will be messed up at. So. But it all goes down to basics. I mean, if you are bolting your neck into your body first and then aligning where you are going to router your Floyd, then it can be super tight. You don't need that adjustment. You know, the, the thing is, it's not it's not cost effective because they want you want to stamp it off a template and then put them together like you know mass production and the way i do it i don't i don't do it that way mm. i make sure it's super tight in there uh oh here we go of course i'm cartman right you're kenny oh i'm kenny oh well that's nice at least I'm not cart. No, but you're the guy that dies all the time. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who I am. Kenny. 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 Th thanks, G. I mean, yeah. <laughs> most, most, most guitars are made like that, though. I mean, when you're talking, you know, so you're making your own guitar, you can do stuff like that. But, you know, you can't, like, go buy one and it's going to have a tight, you know, neck into the pocket and whatnot. Well, the important Ooh, thing wow. is knowing how to fix it. The important thing is, you know, whether somebody did it right or did it wrong at the beginning, if you pick up a guitar and you know how to fix it, then you win. You know, I mean, that's where the majority of my guitars have come from. Some of them have been kind of messed up and the person selling it thought that they were like, well, you know, I don't like it or whatever. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that kind of sucks. And I bring it home and I fix it. And then, you know. Yeah, you can fix your own guitars. So you're saying seven thousand dollars was too much for that? I think seven grand's excessive on that guitar. You can ask the chat for but, like uh, any of I, them, because I'm seeing a lot of these. They're all going for six, seven. Well, you're seeing them, but they're not selling. Look how long right. they've they've been listed for. I mean, the pink Did ones, you see this the one? green ones, the you know the pink ones, the green ones. Yeah, that's natural, right? Look at that. It says yeah, natural translucent. Yeah, yeah. So. You, the only time I saw Ed with a natural one was on the John Stewart show. 
Right, because they were doing uh, Can't Stop Loving You, and that one yeah. had the Paizo pickup in it. Mm. Look, it's in that book, that Guitar Man. It's in that book. Yeah. That's the only time I saw Ed. I had a black one, and I never saw Ed with a black one. Very few times you see Ed with a black one, and then I saw him on that Entertainment Tonight. And uh, when I... Uh, Ernie Ball's son had to give his kidney transplant or oh, whatever. And, where he's wearing the visor and he's playing at yep. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing a black one. And I was like, oh, finally, I saw him with a black one. I feel so much better. You know, mm-hmm. I ended up selling it. I think I traded that black one for an amber and I had a purple one. And I had a, I had amber at one time, purple and red. And then I got rid of all of them, which I kind of regret. But I won't buy another one because they're just, they're just, that's just, Ridiculous money now. I'm not doing that. Sky is saying, mm-hmm. look at the string alignment on that one. Yeah, how is it? See? It's heavy on the bass side. That's how mine is. Yeah. Well, that's that's easier to fix than heavy on the bass side. Or, or uh, heavy on the uh, treble the tilt? side. Yeah. It's, it's better to tilt I mean, with that, all you got to do way. is just pull the... All you got to just... Well, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this, but sometimes you can just pull those... And they'll pop in. I wouldn't do it on that because you're going to crack the paint on the basswood. So I wouldn't do that. Hmm. Unloosen it and move it over a little bit and then try it again. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're saying you wouldn't you wouldn't get these guitars anymore? But but you have one back there. Or is that an Axis? That's an Axis. I got that Axis. I got that Axis for uh, um, $1,100 on the uh, Craigslist in San Diego. I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, it popped on and I was like, a th- Eleven hundred dollars for that guitar, and I went. Can and got you, it. can you explain to the chat the differences? Because I've done this for for years. Can you explain to them the differences between the Axis and the EVH? Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of people, when they get the Axis, they think now I have the guitar. They're not the same. They're not exactly the same. It's this one is uh this one actually has got a good top, in my opinion. That looks um, nice. That's a that's a good top. Uh, the string alignment, as you can see, is perfect because I fixed it. Um, yeah. The action on it is perfect because I fixed it. It was super high when I got it. And then I tweaked all that. Um, the number one thing that they changed from the Ernie Ball Van Halen is the toggle switch. The toggle switch is up here on the Van Halen. They move it down here. That's number one. Number two is the belly cut. They put a belly cut on it, which you can see there. Mm-hmm. On the Van Halen, it doesn't have a. Uh, on the uh, EVH, it doesn't have a belly cut. And supposedly, the only other thing is, there was supposedly a wear in the neck that they stopped doing. But I was told that that was nonsense. They were still cutting the seams because this is a asymmetrical neck, so it's heavier on the base side and thinner on the treble side. So it's an asymmetrical neck. Um, this feels identical to my Eddie Van Halen Music Man's. So everything mm. is the same other than the belly cut and the throw switch next to the volume knob. Other than that, it's the same guitar. And I don't see spending a, I don't see spending $7,000 just to have something with a toggle switch in an awkward area. You know, it worked for Ed, but... Um, huh? 
You thought it was weird on the horn? Well, I mean, he did too because he he put it on the other side on the Wolfgang. If he liked it there, he would have put it in the same place. Mm-hmm. You got to remember about this axis. This guitar was built already, and that's something else that people don't know. Ernie Ball had this guitar already. Eddie didn't design this guitar. The axis was already built. Eddie went to the factory, and they said, "Hey, we got this guitar." And he goes, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll put my name on it." This guitar was already done. What made the which made the PV Wolfgang unique was is Eddie sat down with Hartley PV and they designed that body. They did everything what Ed wanted. On the axis, this guitar was already built, and that made it easy for Ernie Ball when they went back, uh, when Eddie left, because they just uh, they went back to the original name. This was called the Axis in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Ed didn't really Ed didn't really design this guitar. It was already Ernie Ball's guitar. They were already doing it. So mm-hmm. if you don't know that, you know you do now. But that's why they they called it the Axis when. Uh, when it came back out again, because that was the original name for it before they called it the Eddie Van Halen Music Man. So. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, th- there are photos of Edward with, like, the prototypes or whatever, and you look at the headstock and it says Axis on it. Mm-hmm. You know. So they were, yeah, this guitar was already, this guitar was already uh, going uh, prior to uh, Ed's uh, seal of approval. But what made the PB Wolfgang's unique was, is Ed did that design with Hartley PV. Uh, Ed did everything with that, and, and that was Ed's guitar. So, what is still the same body style from the PV? It's still the same. So, gotta give away the speaker. Everybody's uh, punching in. Huh? They want to. I just heard a voice. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> we have to do a giveaway. All right, is everybody ready? In the chat. Everybody press number one in the chat right now. Everybody, if you can hear me, press number one. Press I'll number even, one. I'll even do it to see if I can win the thing back. <laughs> there we go. Everybody press number one right now. Oh, my gosh. Everybody press number one. Hey, hey Laz. Everybody you have press to ship number it one. to yourself. <laughs> Don't forget the house address. <laughs> one two three all right we're giving this away bluetooth speaker you guys and if you want if you want to hear more about the ernie ball music man guitars we'll talk more about those another time i have one i can show you guys we can do like that maybe next. look at it maybe next week we can do that you've got you've got your, the access there i've got the yeah. the 92 you know you know what would be really cool is if you're in la sometime we could do it live. I was just, we could do it I was just there. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Oh, dude. I was you know? just in LA. Some guy uh, I ran into at Guitar Center wanted to go with me down there. Hmm. But then I never heard from him again. You guys, we're giving away this right now. So uh, everybody, press number one. Uh, okay, here. Let's Let's stop sharing that. Let's, okay, we got 63 entries. Let's present, share screen. StreamYard giveaway tool. Here it is. Hello, oh! Hello, honey. <laughs> All right, copy, right, copy, that, copy one. that one. All right, copy that one, that one, that one. How about this? How about, How about this? this <laughs> 
<laughs> Johnny B. Copy this right now. Oh, what was it? Be nice? Yeah. I be nice? Yeah. Johnny Now you say <laughs> I'm. Yes, maybe nice. Yeah, I need him. Yes, yeah, I need him. What, Zora? Okay. I don't know where she's at. I thought I heard her. Okay, we're giving this away right now. I'll be talking about these pedals tomorrow, which I'll be giving away at some point. And we'll be giving away the Life magazine on Tuesday. Van Halen, Oyetman Tuesdays, right here. The Van Halen Show on YouTube. All right. All right. The winner of, of that uh, speaker is... The winner is... Feisty Feather. Feisty Feather is the winner. Text me. Give me a text message if I can find... Where, where, where are those things out that I normally use? The phone number. That one. There we go. 415-952-3263. Send me a text. And this is yours. Bluetooth speaker, Feisty Feather. There we go. All right. We did it. And before I, before I forget, thank you so much to our channel members. Your continued support for this this show and these shows is is totally awesome. Thank you again. And nobody ruin the new Indiana Jones movie for me because I'm gonna go see it tomorrow. Yeah, I want to go see that. I've heard it's good. I yeah. I heard I heard it's awesome. When? I'm going to go see it in the morning. I better go to bed. Lewis, good night. Johnny, if you want to give away a, um, if you want to give away a poster next week, I'll give away another poster. I know that uh, uh, G. Bushnoff uh, liked the poster, so I got a bunch more. So if you want to do a poster next week. Oh, man. Next week. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. You guys rock. Thank you for watching. What else? What am I forgetting? Anything? Robbie, nice to see you, sir. Ron, yep. good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Peace out. Johnny, everybody. always a pleasure. Good to see everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Juices. Be nice. I'd be nice. <laughs> Johnny Bean. All right. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, this is Ricky Rocket, and you're watching my buddy Johnny Bean right here on his channel. All right. Hey, this is Jennifer Batten, and you are watching Johnny Bean TV. Hey, it's Phil Hurry here, radio legend. That's right. And you are watching and listening to Johnny Bean TV because I love it. And there's not a lot I love. <laughs>